1945, Vito Corleone was shot in an assassination attempt engineered by a rival mafia family, leading to a brutal mob war between the five major criminal syndicates of New York and the ascension of Vito's youngest son, Michael, as head of the family. Today on the podcast, The Godfather. I'm gonna make him an offer again. Welcome to Absolutely True True Crime, a deadly serious podcast. I'm Claire, and uh, I've been studying true true crime for years, and uh, was delighted to find my fellow co-hosts for this podcast, who are also aficionados of true true crime stories. And they are Brad and Tammy. Hey, guys. Hey. Studying for years, lawyering for years, judging for years. I mean... Always judging. I mean, yeah. That's that's what we do Uh. the best, I think. As a podcast, Absolutely. as a whole, yeah. I know. Oh boy! Yeah, so, hey, guys. Uh, hey this, this is week. a sprawling, epic tale we have today. Yeah, we we decided to um, combine some documentaries this week, which we typically do not do. Um, mm-hmm. But these ones, we feel like it's it's difficult. I think to split these up, so we're going to talk about um, the documentaries Godfather One and Two. Yeah, and we the thought, book. go go large or go home. Yeah, yeah. Brad's going to bring in some book facts as well. So mm. yeah, there's it's... so much to this story. It's a bit like the family. There's so much yeah. to the story they couldn't tell it all in a single documentary. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, with the family, we've been kind of splitting it up uh, across m- multiple podcast episodes. But mm-hmm. this one, it just made sense really to do it together and tell like. Yeah, I, I watch both documentaries and then I'm like, does this make sense? <laughs> but it does. It does make sense because um, it's just it's just a lot. So so come on this journey with us is what we're asking. Of this, yes. Uh, yes. These documentaries. Um, I think what we're going to talk gonna... about another family. Yeah. To talk about another another family. Um, and I think we're just going to try and hit kind of the highlights and the timeline of this family's mm-hmm. history. Um, but first, I just want to talk real quickly with you guys. Um, what is your history with this, uh, you know, with with this documentary and this, you know, crime, uh, really? Shall I go first? Sure, sure. Claire. I, I didn't know much about the these crimes. It's um, this this type of crime in this. I is not an area that I I kind of have re- ever researched a lot, gone a lot into. Um, but uh, years ago, I um, decided to watch a lot of documentaries that were recommended to me, and um, this was in my early twenties, I think late late teens, early twenties, and I watched uh, both of these documentaries. I think in the same few days and um, enjoyed them, was intrigued, but haven't seen them again since, uh, apart from for this episode. Um, yeah, so I didn't really know that much about it, um, apart from that viewing like years ago, so that was it. I think Brad has a more, uh, a stronger relationship with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched them uh, first time in college, um, mm-hmm. and that was that was great. Um, also, I had, a, I had a screenwriting class that when we really broke down uh, the the first one, oh, um, nice. just as how a documentary is put together and all that, mm-hmm. and we really you know studied that for its you know filmmaking techniques and all mm-hmm. and how they put the story together, which was interesting, um, but also weird because my professor is a weird little lunatic man. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> Hey, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but also, I read the book 
um, one summer, and it was it's it's a fascinating book. Is it a great book? I don't know. Don't know. Uh, mm. So, um, but they go into a lot more of the details that they couldn't fit into the documentary, and I, I'll nice. definitely bring some of those in because mm. there's some uh, there's some things there's some things. Yeah, uh-huh. and, I, and I'm excited to hear those things because, uh, you know, before we get started with this, Brad, do you feel like sometimes the documentaries kind of embellish a little bit on what the actual true stories are? We've discussed that mm-hmm. for other documentaries we've watched do you find that this documentary was pretty true to the original telling in the book yeah i i would say so i would say yeah. so i the, i think it only it you know it it trims out some of the things that you know maybe uh, did you really question even why they were reported in the book okay okay um, you know but you know hey it's you know people write what they want to write and you yeah. know that's you know, I guess it's. I guess all reporting is important. Reporting. I think there are some some personal information that maybe maybe you don't need to just put in a book for humans mm-hmm. that are alive in the world. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I've read things like that before. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. and then my personal history with it is that I just knew about these crimes in general in this crime family syndicate, if you will. In general, I had not watched documentaries until we were watching them for this. Podcast podcast uh and so i watched uh and i learned about this family with my family my whole family sat and we all watched uh these two documentaries together um and that's funny brad that you mentioned you also watched it for a screenwriting class because my child is currently starting a class in screenwriting so i wonder if they are going to have to watch this and then she could be like already did (laughs) um, (laughs) well maybe maybe uh her her teacher will be a weird little uh former uh screenwriter and uh just be a real nerd about it to the point where it almost makes it uh less of a good experience but still you know whatever whatever i'm not bitter that that man still exists on this earth it's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very I mean, bad person. Most of her college courses are taken online, so maybe she doesn't have to uh, engage nice. on that nice. level. Um, all right, well, let's let's dip into this because this is going to be a saga for sure. Yeah, it's a real saga. Um, and we also we do- should say we do, we don't know if uh, um, this you know with this family if, uh, if how many or if any are still out there and may listen to this episodes so yeah that's need true to be a bit careful with what we say yeah i mean well, again we are only going to talk about what's happening in these documentaries uh yeah. it could all be hearsay who knows mm-hmm. we are only here to discuss what we're seeing in a documentary it's not our fault if the information turns out to be incorrect true, true. okay absolutely yeah. i mean we are talking about true true crimes but we can only report on what was reported to us so, yeah, that's it. Uh, we are not uh, investigative reporters ourselves, so <laughs> we just do as much research as we can not for all this of podcast. Us, anyway. No, that's true. Um, I'm definitely not. Okay, so let's go ahead. I might be. <laughs> oh my gosh, there are things we're learning about Claire for the very first time. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and just try and start a little bit from the beginning. Again, we are covering. Mm-hmm godfathers one and two we did not watch the third one well i've not watched third one ever um and i was told by my lovely co-host that Mm -hmm. it is not necessary for this discussion today so uh if there's things and you're like you have a 
an affinity for the third one, don't write us. I, actually, I was going to say go ahead and write in, but you know what? Don't. don't. Just keep it no. to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um, I believe there's better. a lot of controversy about the third one as to, um, I think they embellished a lot in that ah, one. So got it. We're just yeah, about I've the facts. So, yeah, I've seen we, it once and, you know. I, you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I, not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a friend who recent, like literally within the past two weeks, watched Godfather 1, 2, and 3 for the very first time. He had also never seen it. And I don't know what made him want to watch it, but he went ahead and watched um, all the documentaries. And I told him before he started the third one, I'm like, well, I heard you, it's not necessary. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. I feel like I should. I was like, okay. And he watched it. And after he finished watching it, he said, yeah, not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't what? you don't want to watch the documentary where Michael struggles for a few minutes to to eat a piece of hard candy because he has low blood sugar. What? Okay, yeah, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. So, all right, so let's go ahead and start. Um, the Corleone family. We did learn about them starting their origins in Sicily. We learned more of that in the second documentary. Uh, it, from 1892 to 1901, where we meet a young Vito. Not originally um, Vito Corleone either. No, no. Oh. Um, so his surname was originally uh, Andolini, and mm-hmm. his father was murdered at a funeral of all places. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, at least they are in the right place. They don't have to transport the body too much. Yeah. And it was because his father, Antonio, insulted a local mafia guy, Don... Uh, I don't. How did you pronounce his name? Oh, oh this I is going to be another problem that I have. Yeah, Don Ciccio, Ciccio. Sure, sure. Yeah, Gosh. absolutely. Again, mm-hmm. keep your emails to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we know he's not listening because yeah, he, de- he he's dead. So yeah, he's um, definitely dead. So yeah, don't, don't worry. But that's that's why. Uh, a young Vito's dad was murdered. He was uh, killed when he was just nine years old. When not his, his dad, when yeah, Vito was when, nine when years Vito old. was nine years. I realized that after I said that, I'm like, that's not what I. That's not his how I. His father was nine years old. <laughs> he had Vito when he was eight. Years. No, the mom was a real cougar. Yeah. Um, and then the mom, his mom, actually goes after this Don and yeah. Uh, also. Uh, as revenge, which I was, was like, yeah. yeah. Um, was I feel like that's that's a huge example for Vito. Yeah. Of like He's how like to handle to live up to. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how to like just cope with things, which was just revenge. <laughs> like, yeah. well, that's I mean, an example. Well, you know, like this guy's killed your husband. This guy's yep. killed your, your son. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Vito flees and uh, he goes all the way to America in 1901. To New York. Ellis yeah. Island. Ellis yeah. Island. What a and time. He gets a straight up Ellis Island chop job on his name. Yeah. Absolutely, he does. Yeah. Oh, cla- classic, classic tale on that one. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, it was really interesting to see the, the them, you know, 
obviously this was not filmed in 1901 guys this was a reenactment of what occurred um but i thought they did a really good job of showing us ellis island and some things that happened in 1901 yeah Yeah, what kind of things happened yeah exactly yeah we also think that um in in reality not ellis island obviously because as you can tell by my accent i am english (laughs) but um we think this is a similar thing happened with my surname because my surname is very unusual. So what is what we've when we've discussed it with people, what they think may have happened is it was like um like or orally said you know, someone said it at some point in, in history and then it was written down as it was heard, but it was a different spelling and they thus created a brand new uh surname. Yeah. It's like when you meet, you know, someone with the last name smith then their family was blacksmiths you know it was just it's just really interesting the way names came about yeah and -hmm. in this case uh vito came over he couldn't speak english clearly because he was like from italy and uh they just said where is he from he's from corleone italy and they just stuck that on as his last name yep um better last name yeah corleone's a fun name uh So he was raised by um, his friend Genko as a brother, and he ends up growing up and marrying Carmela in 1915. Yeah. And this is uh, now the Lower East Side of, uh, in New York. Um, he, he and his... And, and Brad, please jump in whenever you have book facts, because I know I'm sure, trying to go sure. through this a little bit fast just because yeah. there's a lot. Uh, so... Um, so yeah, so he marries Carmela. They have um, several children, like a bevy of kids. Like it's so many. Kids. I was yeah. like, once you see one kid in the documentary, all of a sudden you're seeing two kids, three kids, four kids. I was like, oh yeah, my god, like, how many kids? You know, it's playing in front of you. <laughs> no, yeah, constantly in this documentary throughout. There's just so many. There's always children around. There's always crying babies everywhere. Everywhere. Yes. Everywhere, yeah. The the, the crying crying baby lobby really put a lot of money into this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no baby's allowed to be a chill baby in this documentary. Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) No. Um, So they first have Sunny, um, and that is when they are living on the east side and they are struggling, really, to survive. And they've got a little tiny apartment. Yeah. Um, And the neighborhood is ran by Don Fanucci, another Don. Uh, who basically is running an extortion racket. (laughs) He's just really, you know, it's, it's a tale as old as time. He's blackmailing the local businesses to give him money for probably for protection is my guess. And then really terrorizing them because they need protection from him, but they have to give him money to protect themselves. It's, you know, so... Um, but he really, uh, I really like in the documentary, the way this reenactment goes is, um, Don Fanucci a lot of times is wearing white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which typically when we're watching documentaries or I know the three of us don't watch a lot of like just regular movies, but if mm-hmm. we were to watch that or, you know, the, I think like TV shows and stuff, they have those people that are like, quote unquote, good guys in white. And yeah, so it's in interesting white. in the reenactment. Um, and I don't know how real that is that Don Finucci would wear a lot of white, but I, I like that kind of turn because he's not the good guy. <laughs> no. I, and I also love that, like, I love the way he, like, pops onto Vito's car, like a fucking little gremlin man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy. And, and 
you know, Vito knows of him, of course. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. But, like, Vito mm-hmm. has a job at a grocery store and then has to be fired because Don Finucci has a nephew um, who wants a job. And so they have to fire – they have to fire Vito. So yeah, that, that way – sucks. Yeah, they can hire um, Finucci's uh, nephew, which is terrible. Yeah. Um, so Vito already has a problem with Finucci. <laughs> Not, not really yeah. a fan of this guy. Um, he then meets a neighbor, Peter Clemenza. Oh, Peter Clemenza. Love him. Love I him. know. He's so great. Yeah. From a young guy all the way up till we see him older. I love Clemenza. Yeah, yeah me too. I love him. I love his hat. Uh, yeah. I love his voice. He's, he's got he's great had one voice. hat his whole life. It's great. He loves his hat. It's a great uh, hat. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, some people try to make their, you know, make their personality from a hat, and few people pull it off. <laughs> but I'll say so this guy. for Clemenza. Like, this hat has served him well as a personality. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Clemenza is... The way he meets Vito is he asks basically their neighbors, but he asks Vito to hide his bag of guns. <laughs> so yep. he kind of passes them over to him. Yeah, um, which is a way to meet people. I mean, you know, uh, I know people struggle we met, to make. Tommy. Yeah, people struggle to make friends as adults, and you know what? Ask someone to hide your bag of guns. Yeah, if you get a sack of guns, like you might have a friend. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they also get into sh- some shenanigans by stealing high-end rugs. <laughs> it's just like yeah, a which thing. Vito Love gives it. to Carmela. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they, they just understand each other. Yeah. So I just love the idea of stealing a rug. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, but it's so crazy. So they steal this rug out of this big house or big apartment or whatever it is. Uh, and and then they put the whole rug fits in the entirety of their apartment. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I can stay in one place in, in my uh, u- unit and just look around and see the entirety of it, I'm like, yep, I get it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> They also, he also meets Salvatore Tessio, uh, who he becomes friends with as well. And Vito goes basically into the rug business. <laughs> yep. And because of that, his life improves. And they add three more children, because why not? So they've already got Sunny. Then they've got Fredo, Connie, and Michael. Yep. Baby Michael. Yeah. Oh. Um,. Yeah, so it's Michael's the youngest, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, yeah, he's two years younger than um, Connie. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, I just want to mention here, too, because we're going to kind of jump in time a little bit, because um, I don't know if they mention it in this timeline I'm looking through, but we do get a little bit of Fredo also being a very sickly child. Yeah, I, 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 was, was mm-hmm. it croup he had, or...? No, he ha- I, I think he had pneumonia or something. Oh. Okay. Which for for a small child or an elderly person is pretty fucking serious. So Yeah. yeah. Um, especially, yeah, especially, uh, you know, the early, you know, 20s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just saying, I, they might mention it in a little bit uh, in this timeline that I'm looking through. But uh, just in case they don't, I wanted to mention that. Um and I and I actually like that moment because not well I don't care for spoiler alert, I don't care for Fredo as a human being but uh, he's a small baby at this point in time but I really like um, you can see how much of a family man Vito is yeah, when Fredo really is sick 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think... Because he's not really there. It's like the women around him, but you can see... Yeah. Yeah. Vito's worry. Yeah. 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 And I I think we do see that a lot, like, more than... Because we don't really meet a lot of, like... uh, uh, Clemenza and Tessio's family, like all these other people in his life, we don't necessarily see a lot of their families. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see how close the Corleone family is, not just from mm-hmm. Carmela, but also because of Vito. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I will say uh, there are allegations that um, young Fredo was possibly molested by a priest. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I I would like to say that's shocking, but it's really not. They're, it's really not. These yeah, folks yeah. are heavily involved in the church. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Which does concern me, and now you've just justified my my concerns. It's um, always concern. Yeah. Absolutely. Who made the allegations, Brad? I mean, I don't know the person that made the oh. allegations. Uh, I didn't know if it was like Fredo brought it up and was not believed or... I, I Somebody would have to look more into that. I, it's, it's okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, we're talking early 20s, maybe mid 20s when that would have happened. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine a child... I mean, children now aren't believed, so I can't imagine a mm. oh, hundred years yeah. ago. Yeah. Guys, this was a hundred years ago. This is an wow. old crime. Look at us. Yeah. Uh, so, um, that, you know, this is, that's, yeah, I can't imagine kids being believed or yeah. even really saying anything, to be honest. No. Yeah. Uh, saying much. So in 1917, Vito really starts to get serious about crime business because that's what happens. Start and by stealing a rug. Start. <laughs> Starts innocently enough with stealing a rug and starting a rug stealing business. Slippery path. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We say if you start with rugs, it's all downhill Mm. from there. (laughs) Truth. But he kind of fails upward. So, you know. He really does. Uh, Yeah. This this uh, article that I'm also reading about it said, if not for the greed of Don Finucci, but I think it was more than the greed. I think he's looking at Don Finucci also as, I think there's some held over resentment toward him. It's not just because he's yeah. greedy. Yeah, I think. No, because, uh, yeah, there's there's an, there's another mobster uh, that uh, wears a lot of white, and that was the guy that uh, killed his moms and his Absolutely. dad and his brother. So, yeah. Uh, I've like, just I thought feel like... another famous mobster that wears a lot of white as well, which I know that Tammy in particular is familiar with a lot of his crimes. So maybe this is a thing. And that was this um, that guy who also worked out of New York, and his name was Wilson Fisk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Brad mm. knows. Brad's aware of that criminal yeah. as oh, Brad well. Brad knows about Wilson Fisk as well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is a, a thing. I don't know um, enough about mobster code, dress code, so. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um. I mean, I know. Cur- I know. Currently, uh, you know, I'm, I'm watching the. There's a new a documentary series out called Tulsa King. Um, oh yeah, it's it's very good. Highly recommend. And he he wears he wears some some great outfits. So nice. Um, not sure if I've seen him in all white though, but you know, it's Tulsa. So yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So but either way, I I, I again, I don't necessarily think any of us on. On this podcast, uh, agree with this article. I don't think it was the greed of Don Finucci. I think there's a lot behind yeah. why Vito does not care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Don Finucci does start to also say, "Hey guys, stealing rugs. Uh, you guys owe me money too." <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. Um, I'm, I'm gonna start extorting your rug stealing business. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, Vito's kind of like, that's enough. Uh, Tessio and Clemenza are kind of like, well, look, we've got to pay him. And, you know, Vito's like, no, thank you. So he goes ahead and um, we'll just jump to the end of that. He kills him. It's pretty yeah. wild. <laughs> Solves the problem. Yeah. Yeah, he's and he tells Vito's his friends, like he's running, like, I'll solve yeah. the problem. You guys give me some money, I'll solve the problem. Vito's running Sorry. around on the, the roofs like uh, Spider-Man. He, like, yeah. He's <laughs> doing like, parkour on the roof, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Vito Corleone might have invented parkour. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Vito Corleone might be Spider-Man. <laughs> he might be Spider-Man. New York, rooftops. Yeah. Checks out. Checks out. (laughs) They've never been in the same place at the same time. I've Mm. never seen them at the same time. Mm. (laughs) It's true. Um, Yeah, so that kind of starts his his career being really the next dawn. Yeah, I'm now Spider Man. Spider Cat. (laughs) Wow, where did you find that archive recording, Brad? Um, Look out, here comes a Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> here I come. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so we do, and and Brad, I don't know if you can uh, talk to this, but there's there's some mention of olive oil wars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the olive oil wars. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot there. Okay. Uh, you know, this was, this was kind of up and coming, you know, as... After he, you know, takes out Finucci, basically the the front business for the whole Corleone family is the uh, Jinko uh, Olive Olive Oil Company. You know, named obviously for his friend um, Jenko, who's also his consigliere for uh, yep. for most of his life up until yeah. actually like he actually died uh, the day after Connie's wedding. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, wild. But yeah, so I. Also, uh, let's see, during the Olive Oil Wars, that's also when uh, I think he met uh, Luca Brazzi, so... Okay. Yeah. Whom, uh, there's a lot lot more um, information about him in the book, and... I, I figured that was the case. Yeah, yeah you you really... Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad they left that out, because he's terrifying. Yeah. He's genuinely terrifying, because he's giant, and he's huge, and he can just fucking kill people solo. Yeah. Yeah, even so, in the documentary, uh, he's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like, feel like in the documentary he was meant to be as terrifying as he probably was in the actual yeah. books, and I yeah. still was terrified of him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, because he's he's just sort of, he's, he's very loyal, yeah. and he's very brutal. Yeah. I, so. I got that that vibe for sure. Um, yeah. At this point in time, Sonny also uh, convinces, uh, you know, Don, we'll just call him Don Corleone instead of Vito, but it, he convinces his mm-hmm. dad to um, also adopt or take in a homeless orphan, 11-year-old at the time, Tom Hagen. Who Yay. is? Yeah, yeah. So he gets raised as a member of the, the Corleone family. And I really love that because, again, Italian. what happened? He learns Italian. Yeah, he learns- Yeah, but I just like the idea that Vito takes in this kid because he was also really yeah. orphaned and came over and like and taken in. And so like this is just yeah. who he- again we we get to know um even through like some of the crimes we're going to be talking about at heart he's like a family guy and he is yeah. extremely mm-hmm. loyal to what that means to him. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so that. Uh, okay. And basically, yeah. Sunny Sunny met Tom. Um, uh, like they, they, they was a, there was like a like a fucking uh, crazy pimp that was going to kill him. Um, and like Tom just happened to be there and popped out with like a, like a board with a nail on it. And oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, and they got away. So uh, yeah, so yeah, Sonny took uh, Tom home, and uh, <laughs> that's that's how they met, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and bro- brothers. I mean, really, Tom, huh. Tom absolutely was their family and their brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So let's see. Mm-mm. So this timeline kind of jumps to 1939 when the Corleones moved to Long Beach, which I don't think we get as much in the documentary, but I guess no. it's more talked about in the books. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't really remember. Yeah, it just says uh, that the Corleones um, moved to a property at this time. The property referred to as the Corleone Mall uh, includes eight houses... Uh, that house the Corleone's wow. friends and family during peacetime. And so it says by the time of Such the Such a 19- crazy way of life, <laughs> you know? I mean, you just basically made your own commune. <laughs> like, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. Um, by the time of the 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor, the Corleone children are grown. Tom Hagen has finished law school. I mean, Tom Hagen, a homeless orphan child at yeah. 11, taken in and being able to go to law school. Yeah. What a enough. what a story that guy has, you know. Um, I mean, granted going to law school, you know, back then cost a dollar 99. So sure. There is that. And a packet of cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it is law school, Claire. I mean. Yeah. We <laughs> we all had to pay our dues. <laughs> yeah. Um and Michael went to Dartmouth and wanted, you know, he was interested in politics. Um, and also the Marines at the time. He enlists in the Marines and waits till his uh, yeah. dad's birthday party to tell him that. Much to the yeah. annoyance of Sonny most and, of them, yeah, particularly I'll, Sonny. Yeah. Sonny's really angry. Yeah. Fredo seems to not be as angry. Fredo never knows what's up. Yeah, true. No, yeah. he. I mean, and he's left out on purpose. Like, I, who, who can trust a Fredo? I saw that guy. No, no thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's kind of wild because it's really, you know, from the get-go, you can tell, like, like Sonny wants to be in the thick of it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, Fredo, like, doesn't know anything and is taken care of because he can't take care of himself. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Like, uh, Michael is clearly, like, the best suited but does not want to be involved in this nonsense. Yeah. And like I, Tom's got the best, you know, head on his shoulders of anyone. Yeah, and, yeah, and, definitely. And the kind of dawn that we are getting from the documentaries and and you know is is basically like Don Corleone is there to help out his neighborhood in a lot of ways. I mean, we've got stories of yeah. early on where people are like, I'm going to get kicked out, of, which I'm sure Brad had a lot to think about on this one, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to get kicked out of my apartment because I have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was The first Oof. thing I thought about is, I wonder what Brad thinks about this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this little... This, first of all, fuck landlords. Exactly. Yeah. Forever and always. Like... Talk about some fucking leeches on society. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. You can tell Don Corleone also thought the same thing about landlords. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this woman, like, getting kicked out uh, because she's got a dog, and her son loves the dog because her son's a human. Yeah. And, like, she's a widow. Like, this is, this is, I mean, this is her community. Like, this is, you yeah. know, they don't even have the internet. Like, it's, yeah. It's, like, this is her life, and this fucking asshole, this fucking leech, is gonna say, no, I'm kicking you out. And she's like, okay, fine, I'll get rid of the dog. And she says, too bad. I am getting rid of you. I've yeah. already got somebody else lined up. Fuck you. So, yeah. you know, obviously she goes to Vito, and she's like, please help me. And she's like, oh, what am I gonna, what, what can I do? What can I do? Um, but then he goes, talks to the guy, and the guy is like, no, fuck you. Don't care. I've got somebody else. They're gonna pay more. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'll I'll pay the difference. Like, just yeah. let her and the dog stay. And he's like, fuck you. I don't think so. Yeah. But then he tells him to go, you know, ask around, ask ask around about me. See see what see what's up. And this is again early, yeah. young, young Don Vito. Yeah. And they've just launched the olive oil business. But it's enough. It's enough that mm-hmm. this guy, as soon as he finds out who he's fucking dealing with turns around and is like, I am so sorry. I, let, me, <laughs> let me, here's your money back. That was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and I'll give I'm you gonna, extra money. Why not? He, you know what? I'm going to cut her rent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut her rent. Because you know what? Because he can afford to because he's a leech. Yeah. He's exactly. a fucking Absolutely. Leech. Yeah, because when he oh. started cutting her rent, I was like, so why wasn't her rent just fucking cheaper? Yeah. Because. And, yeah. Oh, it's just the worst. Well, it's like, okay, the story that just broke um, about, like, all these fucking landlords in New York that, like, they, you know, there's rent control departments that they are not, they are not filling. Yeah. Because they don't, because mm-hmm. they don't want, they want to keep the prices of rents high. So they're purposely letting these, these rent stabilized apartments be unoccupied because they so want to be able crazy. to keep the housing market, which is so, like, the housing market is insane. Yep. Like, the rentals, especially in New York, there's all kinds of bullshit going on. Like, there's these fucking ridiculous, like, uh... Uh, what what is it? The the fees that are for it's fees that only exist in New York, where like you have to pay an extra like it's not a finder's it's, fee. There's some there's a name for it. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know they have but, all kinds of different taxes too that are like for yeah, you know, like we have a tourist is, tax yeah. here, but there's like these other things that in New York you have to pay, <laughs> and it's just yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like whatever you purchase in New York. You're not really purchasing that. You're paying so much more on top of that for different for different things. So yeah, um, yeah so that so doesn't fuck shock landlords, me. They're monsters, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so and and that's kind of like the way it starts. And we do get that a lot because at this point in time, so after um, Vito's birthday party, where uh, Michael has you know told his dad like I've enlisted the Marines, he comes back from uh, his service in the Pacific um, front of World War II. Mm-hmm. He's awarded a Navy Cross at the time, and when the com- when he's uh, injured in 1944, Don Corleone bribes the doctor to overstate his injuries and send him back home. So he w- he was injured, but not like that bad. But yeah, you know, Vito's like mm, I want my son back home and brings his son back home. Michael returns to Dartmouth where he meets Kay Adams. Um, who later becomes his wife. We'll talk about her as we go through this. Um, But he brings Kay Adams to accompany him to his sister's wedding. Um, Yeah, Connie and Carlo. Yeah, Connie and Carlo. Fuck Carlo. Um, Seriously. Go ahead and just say that up front. What a creep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
And it's just interesting to, like, see the family dynamics, because again, to your point, Brad, Michael being the best suited, but also not still not wanting anything to do with it. And he sees at the wedding, like, that his, his like, who his dad has really become, which at this point he is known as the godfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's godfather to a lot of the... Everybody. If he's people want, if everybody. People want, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if people want his favor, then they'll be like, hey... Uh, Vito, you be my my child's godfather, mm-hmm. and um, we should say as well, he's obviously doing all these favors for people, and it's sort of you know people come to him for help, but there's always a price, so he will ask for a favor in return. Yeah, at, at some a- unspecified point. Yeah, at at no. some at some point in time, he might come to you for his favor back. Yeah, and but again, it's like he's it's interesting because there's like one. In a lot of ways, he's manipulative, right? He's using these people mm-hmm. at the time at their time of need. But yeah. man, that's so smart because it yeah, just keeps yeah. him in power. He's very cunning. Yeah, yeah. Vito is very it's, cunning. He's also very much, you know, it's a part of the community. Absolutely, like it's, a, it's a very connected. Like we see, there's a, this one guy that had just kind of avoided him because he's like, I don't want to get involved with this mafia shit. <laughs> Um, but, uh, then, like, you know, his, his daughter is attacked and he's going to, you know, God, yeah. the godfather mm. for help. And oh, he's like, listen, um, you've avoided me. And like, I get yeah. that, but like, I, you've never tried to be a friend to me. Why the fuck should I do anything for you? Yeah. There's no like, point coming in, like kissing the ring now. Cause like, oh, it's a, oh, the cops didn't help you. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. cops don't help. No. Like, yeah, oof. exactly. Like, and, his yeah. poor daughter, this story but, was like... Oh, oh. It, it's awful. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like, the the book goes into a lot more detail on that guy. And, you know, just not only, you know, you know, he was trying to he was trying to be a good American guy and not get involved with criminals. Um, but, I mean, that's the thing. Like, cops are criminals. Like, everybody's fucking... Like, yeah. there's, it's, all, there's, it's all crime. It's crime all the way down. Like Crime on crime on crime. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, so that's... But this this guy, after, you know, he, you know, he, you know, he, he makes this deal, basically. He just, he lives for, for, you know, the next few years just in constant, like, terror of, like, oh, God, what's he going to ask me to do? When am I going to have to do something? Like, constantly... Any like any time you know he he comes across somebody from the family, it's like he's getting he's getting nervous because he's scared of you know what it means to owe something you know to uh, to Corleone. So which is interesting. Yeah, because I think like you know we start to see it, which is why I wanted to bring up also because uh, the landlords suck, and I wanted to hear Brad's take on this landlord who kicks mm-hmm. someone out for having a dog, but. <laughs> so I, I needed to hear that for like myself but also like the idea of like it started this way and it's gone to the point where this guy is like so scared that his daughter gets attacked and he still is like concerned about going to this person mm-hmm. yeah. even though he knows it can ha- he can help him and we also see the reach that the godfather now has because yeah. he sends um, he's got his <laughs> one of his many godsons Johnny Fontaine who's out in Hollywood and he mm. sends Tom Hagen to, to Hollywood with him and you know, leaves a fucking horse head in this guy's bed. His prized racing horse. Yeah. And I don't I don't know the mechanics of this at all because this guy was asleep and there's just blood all over him and the horse head in his bed. And that is the creepiest shit I've ever seen because how did you sleep through that? 
and then <laughs> no waking clue. up yeah. with a horse head in your bed. Like all of the, like, did you, were you drugged? Like this is a lot of craziness and kookiness with that, that I was like, mm-hmm. but these are the kind of things that the, you know, the Godfather has reached to do um, yeah. Yeah. at this point in time, you know, and this is what we, we first saw his, you know, Tim take down Don Finucci and like 1917. And this is in 1945. It's not that long. Like, no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a fast rise. It absolutely um, is. Can we talk about for a moment my favorite member of the Corleone family? Um, because we meet him when this guy goes to um, Vito to ask for help for his daughter, and that is uh, the Corleone cat. Um, oh. Because this cat <laughs> is the most adorable cat I've ever seen. Just, it would be very like I just—he's not just sitting there in the woman's dog that we don't get to see. No, we get to see the Corleone cat, and he's amazing. This cat is so sweet. Vito loves this cat. This cat loves Vito. It's adorable. Yeah, this this cat does love Vito. I will say, this cat wants to be loves Vito. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's my favorite, my favorite Corleone member. Yeah. Um, at this time, we also start to get to know uh, about Virgil the Turk Salazzo. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And he is starting a heroin empire. Wild. Yeah. And he's being backed by another family, the Tataglia family. Um, and yep. so at this point, there are multiple families in New York that are kind of running things um, and mm-hmm. different sections. And, you know, you're kind of split apart, but also kind of hand in hand working together. And we do learn that like Corleone has a lot of judges and lawyers and uh Corleone's really they they have a lot of the political connections yeah of all the families they really have you know that's what they've got yeah just makes them so powerful absolutely um so Sonny wants to speak to his father Don um and he kind of like is wanting to kind of get involved a little bit with like the um, drug trade as well. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, before we get yeah, too far away of course, from, from, yeah, from the wedding and oh, what we're geez. talking about, yeah, yeah. Sonny getting involved with things, um, you know, Sonny also gets involved with a lot of women. Oh, he does. So yeah. many women. Um, and he's, he's, you know, so does Fredo, but like, Sonny really, really gets involved with a lot of women. The book really goes into a lot of detail. Oh, jeez, Louise. Um, like, I don't well, know if I needed to know a lot of detail about Oh, uh, there's a lot more details that you don't need to know, <laughs> oh. uh, don't want to know. Because, uh, like, it, it's also, well, his wife is also, she doesn't necessarily mind that much. Um, oh. That he's having all these affairs? Well, because his penis is so large that it, it oh. sex is very uncomfortable. Oh, oh my word. gosh! So, um, in fact, uh, that that brings to a whole a whole subplot that is, doesn't get made into the documentary. Um, okay. At the wedding, um, he he has an affair uh, with the uh, one of the uh, I think that maybe the maid of honor. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I, I wasn't sure if it was maid of honor or bridesmaid, but yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, one. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that that's a whole uh, hot in the book because they have that's his uh, that's Sonny's like main main uh, mistress uh, Lucy Mancini okay um, we spent a lot of time okay. with her um, and really the, their relationship works out you know really well uh, because Sonny has a freakishly large penis and she's, um. she's down with that well, yes, actually, because she also has an abnorm. She has an Whoa, abnormality. What? Oh, she's okay. a very cavernous uh, <laughs> uh, vagina. 
Wow. A match made in heaven. Which is, I, again, really, you know, I'm kind of glad this part didn't get made into, uh, you know, the documentary. Because, honestly, Sunny was the only man that was able to satisfy her sexually. Wow. I mean, good um, for her for getting hers. But also, yeah, absolutely. you're right. I don't, I didn't need to know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just just wait, just wait. Oh God! We'll, oh, no. I'll, I'll, I'll just tell her story right now, and we'll get that done with. Okay, because <laughs> it really applies to nothing else, but it's fascinating and bizarre. Um, okay. So of course, you know, uh, after Sunny dies, um, you know, she's quite bereft because you know she's you know well, I, yeah. she's lost you know the one person who whose freakishly large penis. <laughs> um, and really, there's there's two people. There's I think there's well I think there's three people. We learn about the size of their penis. Uh, that's uh, of course Sunny, uh, Luca Brazzi, also freakishly large penis. Wow, but he's um, a freak, freak freakishly, freakishly large, large man. human. Yeah, yeah so. of course, yeah. like everything is gigantic. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and I in Fredo, not so freakish, not so freakish at all. <laughs> I mean, not, trying not to be freakish, but maybe, not in a but not in a positive. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but. But Lucy, of course, you know, she's very upset about this, you know, but she's, of course, the, you know, it's all set up, you know, in Sonny's will that she's taken care of. She's sure. moved to Vegas with the family um, and everything and set up with a job. So, you know, she's working at a casino, but still, you know, I, she's, of course, still, you know, missing Sonny. But then she, you know, eventually meets a, a doctor, starts a relationship with him. But he, even though they've been dating a while and she really cares about this guy, she she's just nervous about having sex because, as always, you know. <laughs> A uh, once, once, once a a non freakish man has sex with her, um, the, you know, no one, no one has a good time, and it's you know, just it's a bad situation. But this wow. doctor. Doctor Seagull's like, listen, I I love you. It would be like waving a hot dog around in a dark, empty room. In yeah, in a freakish, freakishly large room. (laughs) Um, I don't like how many times you say freakishly large. Man, I read the fucking book. It is there's a lot of discussion Um, because this doctor's like, listen, I okay, and eventually she tells him what what the issue is and why she's you know nervous about having sex, and he's like. Listen, I love you. I don't care. That's fine. Also, Just I'm how a freakishly doctor. large is it? Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, he's I mean, he's a he's a great doctor. You know, he like she had like a cyst on her arm. That's how she how they met and he <laughs> hit her with a book. So, <laughs> you know, okay. you know, he's a great doctor because he right. you know, cures a cyst with a book. Um, yep. But he's like, "Listen, Listen, what, what if, what if I do experimental uh, <gasps> vaginal reconstruction surgery <gasps> on you? No. Oh, no. And uh. she's like, um, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, <laughs> I am a doctor, of course. What if I, I shrink do, your vag? What if I surgically alter you? Nope. And uh, she does. And happily, they're ha- they live happily what? ever after. Oh. It is a, it is a major subplot discussed in this book (laughs) there's an entire chapter that's just uh discussing the the vaginal reconstruction so (laughs) 
I'm glad that she found love. Yeah, I I am. I am too. And how did that? I hope those names were changed uh, for the, you know, for the book. Seriously. Why did that need to be documented? Did that doctor yeah. get a some kind of award for creating that surgery? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I think that doctor may have also uh, treated uh, uh, Johnny Fontaine, who was having some voice troubles for a while. There's uh, a lot of detail about Johnny Fontaine as well. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. I could, yeah, I could but, see you know, that. This is, this is the major thing in the book that is not part of the documentaries. No. I mean, oh, we, we see Sonny, we see that this is clearly his main side piece, yeah. so... Um, um, let me just uh, let me just give a quote from the, from the book. Oh, Baby, God. I'm gonna build you a whole new thing down there, and then Ooh. I'll try it out personally. It'll be a medical first. Then I'll be able to write a paper on it for the official journals. <laughs> <laughs> the Ooh, most, I told you most you were... romantic thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I told I I uh, I told them you were my special girl. So we're gonna put some real tight walls in. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> No. All right. No. no. Okay. No. no. Um, so, yeah. so let's let's go back to this. Dr- <laughs> well, thank you I for mean, that. You are welcome. How can I go back to Virgil the Turk Salazzo after that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can I go back to life after hearing about no, that? No, <laughs> it's wild. Um, wow. Oh wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Oh wow. You're welcome. What was a, a footnote <laughs> really in? I mean, because that part was definitely not in the documentary uh, film yeah, no. we've watched. Uh, I mean, but we again, we did we did see who his main side piece was, which apparently they were a perfect match, Sunny and mm-hmm. and Lucy. Um, so yeah, back to this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the rest of the documentary means nothing anymore. Thanks. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, all right. the, 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 the reading the book, it really like screeches to a halt because we're just really, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's like not really connected to much of anything for a while there. Wild. Um, all right. So, yeah. So Sunny is, uh, he, he kind of wants to get involved and Don Corleone's like, mm, no, because that's all that's going to do is jeopardize himself if he gets involved with the drug trade. And he sends yeah. uh, Luca Brazzi to um, infiltrate Salazzo Tataglia. Wow. I could not get that name out for us. I was good earlier. I don't know what happened. And he wants to gain information. I thought this was weird because... Why get um, Luca, who is obviously, I guess, well known yeah. as like an enforcer I mean, for how the could you not know him? <laughs> exactly. And is probably known for his like unwavering loyalty. Yeah. And get him to go to them and be like, oh, I'm thinking of leaving. He yeah. also doesn't seem the brightest. No. So yeah. It, I, I, I thought this was a bizarre choice. Yeah. Yeah. This was not, this was not a great call, but I don't know yeah. what the the other options would be. I think just, just you're probably just relying on the fact that who's going to be able to take down Luca Brazzi? That's what I'm I sure. think so too. I think they'd sent him. I mean, thinking, well, if he gets some information, that'd be great. But honestly, like if he doesn't, he maybe they'll be scared of him. Maybe you know what they'll yeah. they'll know that we're the serious. Like you yeah. know, yeah. I I think like I I am also uh, in agreement that I don't think they had a lot of other choices. 
Yeah. Yeah. There are t- there are times where it's, it's you know the documentary kind of you know barely seems to say it, but clearly you know these dons do throw some of their best people away. Like they do the yeah. same thing with Rocco. Uh, yeah. You know later yeah, on. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Like they will they will sacrifice some pawns. Yeah. So um. Yeah, it's not it's not great. They kill uh Brazi, but uh Don doesn't necessarily know that right up front. No, um, they kind of hide the fact everyone still thinks that he's alive. Yeah, and then uh Polly calls out sick to work. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and because you know what happens? Then fucking Fredo is the bodyguard yeah. for, for Don Coleon. Which I'm like God, you'd think you'd watch your dad's back a little bit better than this. Oh. Um, and yeah, he's just getting some Christmas oranges and he gets uh, gunned down and survives. Okay. Let's, let's go Five ahead and, and just say this now. Survives. Yeah. But yeah. also... Five bullets. Insane. And yeah. Fredo just sits on the curb like an idiot. God, I yeah. hate him so Does much. Nothing. He's awful. <sighs> Fredo yeah. sucks. He's terrible. Yeah, and at the same time, Salazzo kidnaps Tom Hagen and tries to persuade him to negotiate on Vito's behalf. Um, yeah, and Tom Hagen is really not like a, a violent guy. He can't. No. He's not really a fighter. Okay. He's he's the brains. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but the, and and I he's I mean rightly so pretty concerned for his own safety, but uh, they they don't plan on killing him. They just want him to yeah. try and. Uh, negotiate because they actually do want it well especially since they find out that Vito is just fighting for his life and he's not actually dead so that's a problem so they're like well yeah. you know let's let's see if we could just persuade him um, in 1946 we have the five families as they go to war so yeah the way that they go to war is very interesting which is they first start by having a meeting with everyone <laughs> yeah um, yeah, so Don Corleone's in the hospital, you know, things are spiraling out of control, people are, like, planning on killing each other, they find out through the, uh, sleeping with fishes, they get a pair of fish wrapped in the enforcer's vest, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. which uh, they know means Luca Brasi's sleeping with the fishes. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's one way to get a message. Um, Michael is just going to go visit his father, you know, in the hospital, and notices that all the people that are supposed to be taking care of his dad are not there. <laughs> yeah, Which I, I think mean. this moment in the documentary where he is at his father's side in the bedroom, and yeah. he, he bends down and he, like, kisses his father's hand, I feel like is that's the turning point. Yeah. This is the th- turning point. For I him. think that's where he starts to realize how much he would miss his dad if his dad were gone. Yeah. I yeah. think the broken jaw and all of that that comes at, right at, like, in this whole entirety where he's taking care mm-hmm. of his dad, saving, really saving his dad's life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and getting the shit beat out of him by the cop captain, um, oh, yeah. Mark McCluskey. What a fucking name, Mark McCluskey. Um, where <laughs> where he gets his jaw broken? I think that like it starts absolutely clear with him like kind of kissing his dad's hand, realizing what his yeah. like what and who his dad is, and yeah. then getting the shit beat out of him by the cop that you know he thought was kind of you know I think he thinks like all of these people are in his dad's pocket, and now he's getting the mm-hmm. shit beat out of him, and how serious everything is. Yeah, I think. He's probably and like he gets his mm. cheekbone broken as well, doesn't he? It's yeah. like his jaw and it's, his yeah. cheekbone. Yeah. And his face his face is busted up. It's really yeah. 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 Um Yeah. 
thankfully Tom Hagen shows up with a uh, you know armed security team, and uh, Sunny orders a hit on uh, Tataglia um, in an act carried out by Salvatore Tessio's uh, group. Um, so again, Tessio has been friends with the Dons since they were young, mm-hmm. y- young rug stealing, yeah. <laughs> young rug stealing friends. <laughs> oh, I love Tessio too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um. And Salazzo and McCluskey reach out to the family. And like, because basically, it's like, at this point, they're just like, this is not going as we wanted or planned. And <laughs> yeah. this is going to be really bad, especially once Vito wakes up. <laughs> like, this is all yep. going to shit. This is not what we wanted. Um, So, yeah. And let's see. Oh, yeah. So, the, the, oh, this is a full-scale war. Is this when he... I'm trying to yeah, see. Yeah, we're about to um, have Michael uh, shooting. Yeah, uh, in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Michael decides, like, fuck this, and fuck this guy, and fuck this cop, and he's gonna go ahead and kill everyone, and it's interesting because everyone kind of is, up till this point, has not messed with Michael, not just because he's Don Corleone's son, but they know he's mm-hmm. really not involved in anything. He's just, he's yeah. almost like a civilian. He's exactly. not a civilian, yeah. but he almost is yeah. like, he's practically a civilian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they've all treated him that way up until this point. And so Michael's thought, which is true, which is like, they're not going to mess with me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they're, you know, and he already knows he thinks like his dad and he's been taught a lot by his dad of like, this is how it's going to play out. They're going to tell yeah. me like, this is the place, you know, they're going to pick a place that they know and, you know, all of this stuff. And he's really smart about it. So you can yeah. clearly see, even though he's not wanted to be involved, he's just been around it so much and listened specifically to his dad on how to read people. Yeah. Um, that he's, got, ag- he's definitely got Vito's cunning, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, they've got, like, Sonny's got the temper and everything like that, but he hasn't really got the cunning. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, And they also say, like, hey, once this happens, you've got to get the fuck out of town. Like, we, you know, yeah. you can't stay. If this, is, if you're really doing this, like, you've got to leave. Um, And that's what happens. So, uh he goes ahead and and it's like all, all set up they've got the gun hidden behind the toilet which um i was not happy he didn't wash his hands after touching mm, everything yeah. behind that toilet yeah. um that was like really <laughs> far behind there as well i was like Ooh. i know i was like yeah. geez louise it's no good what um you know it's interesting we talked a lot about you know theme parks and how some of these documentaries are represented in our theme parks at yeah. Universal Studios, you there is there is a Louis uh, Italian <gasps> restaurant that you yeah, can go to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's also, you know, it's in the New York area, of course. obviously. <laughs> and there's also there's also one of the storefronts is a Jinko uh, Olive uh, Oil Company. Nice, nice. Yeah, oh, I don't remember that. Awesome. So, do you think the uh, Corleones have their reach into Universal's yeah, pockets? They have. Mm, I, Definitely that makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, Definitely. But yeah, it's a pretty wild killing. Uh, there's also a lot of I, I will just say this as a side note. They're speaking Italian, and the um, closed captioning didn't come up when they were speaking Italian for some reason. Like mm-hmm. at that part, it Ooh. came up for everything else in the documentaries, but that part for whatever reason it didn't. But because it's Italian, is like just close enough to Spanish I understood what they were saying and so like 
were watching it and I was like, oh, well, he's talking about like, you know, that he does, he really actually likes his family, but he, he's going to have to like, you know, like he wants to make this connection through Michael and all this stuff. And Josie and Dan both look at me and they're like, when did you learn Italian? And I was like, I, <laughs> I didn't, but like I could understand just enough and with context clues to get what was happening. Yeah. But yeah, it was for whatever reason. It was like the this part and maybe one other part. But for the most part when they were speaking Italian, like it all came up. So I don't I don't know what happened. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that that's a little side note. Um but yeah when he kills uh Salazzo and McCluskey or he shoots them and stuff, it's wild. Um, and mm-hmm. he, yeah. He, yeah. they tell him like, hey, when you do that, just uh, as you're walking out, everyone's going to try and look at your face or just drop the gun, you know, there or whatever. And they made the gun so there's no fingerprints or whatever. And you got to get the hell out of there. But he kind of like throws the gun in the air. And I was like, ah, that's a that's a choice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, because I, I love it because it's like, you know, he's, they've told him this over and over. He's yeah. like, hey, yeah, 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 you told me. I know. Drop the gun. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, in the moment, that's a lot. There's yeah, a lot absolutely. going on. And- <laughs> There's, you would not, they can tell you something a million times until yeah. you're in that moment. Yeah. So this and clearly is... it's just like adrenaline that makes him throw it because he's just like, <laughs> drop it, drop it, throw it. Yeah. Um, so, it's wild. Yeah, during, the, and they're like, this is going to cause an all out war with everyone. So you've got to mm-hmm. leave town. So, um, and they also send Fredo away. They send him to Vegas uh, under the cover of Mo they Green. Ju- I think they just want to get rid of him. I think so too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he's gonna like. He's gonna like. Because he's gonna let them in. Like, yeah, because he's yeah. gonna open. They're gonna be like a uh, candy gram, and Fredo's gonna open the door <laughs> for candy. Ooh, candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm like, and they don't. I mean, do they really care if he gets killed or not? Not really. Um. So yeah. Uh, so they send him no, to. Liability. Yeah, they send him to. Yeah, he's more. <laughs> He's doing more harm than good for the family. So yeah. they sent him to Vegas um, and Mo Green has a bunch of hotels and those are bankrolled by Vito Corleone. And Michael, they sent to Sicily where he meets and marries um, Apollonia. Um, and yeah, poor, so quick. Poor, poor Kay, this whole time is like writing letters to no one oh, and just yeah. thinks Michael's coming home at I some mean, point. I mean, I feel bad for Kay. <laughs> Yes. And also, she's a woman in the 50s. Like, Absolutely. I get it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, Kay, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Find another guy. Why is your hair so far back on your head? I just, I don't understand, Kay. What yeah. is going well, as on? As my colleague said, like, Michael is very handsome. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in my opinion, but in my colleague's opinion. He, uh, he just... documentary a lot. And I know, like, it's because I'm also just, as I get older, like, even people in their 20s, I'm like, they look like children. I, there's, I cannot be attracted to them. That's a very uncomfortable. So, like, it's the same thing with this. It's like, God, he just looks like a child. There's no, I can't. Yeah. I just am not attracted to that. Um, But yeah, his, uh, unfortunately, him and Apollonia do not last long because Apollonia is killed in a car bomb. Because the five yeah. families meant to kill him, they had finally found him, and uh, they end up putting a car I bomb. How in they there. found him? Mm. <sighs> Probably Fredo. No, I'm just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goddamn Fredo. <laughs> um, I feel really bad for Apollonia's dad. Yeah, because yeah, absolutely. like Michael was basically like, I'm a very powerful man. He's obviously trouble, but I think he's he's high on like yeah. his success of like killing these guys, and he's like, yeah, I want to marry your daughter, and you know, and I'll keep her safe and all this, and like literally the next minute it's like kaboom, 
Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. And I think we it's, skipped yeah, the part where sad. Vito at one point had even gone back to uh, kill the Don that was in Italy, <laughs> that was in Corleone. That, uh, oh, yeah, he his, did, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. And didn't use a gun. Nope. Like, he actually, a like, fucking knife. Him, like, I really yeah, was like, yeah. oh, Sliced God. him open. Yeah. That's but it was like, great. Using a knife, more personal, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took him out. Yeah. Took him out. But yeah, Took so. Um. So yeah, and and at this point in time, we also learn that about uh, Carlo beating uh, Connie all the time, even though she's pregnant. Oh, like fuck yeah. that guy. Oh yeah, He's like so really fucking awful. Her. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, yeah, back in the states, like they're we're just in like it's full on mafia war. Like mm-hmm. they are they have they've gone to the mattresses uh, where basically everyone's just like bunkered out. Yeah. Which is insane. Like, mm-hmm. I, God, that, that's. Yep. Yeah. Oof. Um, and yeah, when Car- when Sonny finds out about Carlo beating his sister, he beats a shit out of Carlo, like, takes it to the mm-hmm. streets and just beats yeah. the fuck out of him. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Sonny's, Sonny's known in the family for, like, his temper. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> absolutely. And um, Carlo uh, does not appreciate any of that. So he actually um, plots and has Sunny killed. Yeah, <sighs> just fucking well, I mean, hate he that doesn't, guy. He doesn't plot. Like the thing is, because that's the thing. These fucking dumbasses. Because it's the same mm-hmm. thing with Fredo. Like he's not plotting. Other people are preying on the fact that they can use him. Yeah, yeah. but he goes for it. He goes for it. It's oh, like, absolutely. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He knows. Yeah, like Fredo, exactly. I think is in a lot of ways like just stupid to. To what could actually yeah, he happen? He just blabs stuff and yeah, yeah exactly. Doesn't Whereas, think about like, the consequences. Carlo knows. He knows yeah. what's yeah, going to happen. Definitely. And I hate him so much. Um, yep. I mean, he took away Lucy's love. <laughs> think about Lucy and her freakishly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it's. It's really... I don't know how they didn't put together that it was Carlo right away, mm. <laughs> but but it takes a little bit to me, because I'm like... Well, I think uh, I think that's the thing, though. I think... Because they're always playing it close to the vest. Yeah. yeah. I think they know. Like, you know, the same way Michael knows it's Fredo. Like, yeah. they know. It's just, I'm going to mm-hmm. wait. I'm going to I'm gonna sit on it and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I think that, yeah. and I think in some ways they don't want to believe necessarily a hundred percent either like yeah Mm -hmm. i'm almost i'm like 99.9 percent sure and then these fools do some shit and it's like well i was 99.9 percent now i'm 100 like Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah and sunny's death is fucking terrible too he just i mean it makes me i mean i don't want to go at a toll booth toll booth anyway but jeez louise yeah Mm. Yeah, and he's, it's not, it's not about a racket. Like, that's a criminal racket. Yeah. Fucking Uh, toll roads. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, we could put a lot of things on trial today. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Landlords, toll booths. (laughs) Not olive oil, though, because I love some olive oil. Oh, no, olive oil is great. Absolutely. Great service. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so. It's pretty terrible. Vito is besides himself. He just he can't. Yeah, help his it. oldest. <sighs> yeah, and I think Vito as well is also like facing his own mortality because he's had this mm-hmm. like close brush with death. It's like the closest he's ever come, and then he loses his 
firstborn, Absolutely. who would have been, I guess, his heir, even though he's not oh. really suitable. That's yeah, but that's a lot. But yeah, and, and, and you know, and his other son is away in fucking Italy. It's like you know, and mm-hmm. there's a whole war going on. It's not great. Um, and this is he's actually, like, just put me back to sleep. I just want to go back to sleep, please. Yeah, and this is when when Vito does call in uh, his favor from the um, funeral director guy, <laughs> um, and asks him somehow to make his son okay for the funeral. <laughs> I'm like, can we just have no. a closed casket? Can we not just do that? Yeah. Um, Sonny's got like a thousand bullets in him. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Uh, yeah, because they wanted to make sure after shooting Vito five times and that guy surviving, they were like, we can't, w- this has to be for sure. Like, this has <laughs> to be absolutely for sure that this is yeah. happening. Um, so after that happens, this is when Vito meets with all the other families uh, to negotiate mm-hmm. a ceasefire. Uh, which is a whole deal unto itself to like see all these families in one room like this. Yeah, yeah, yep. And he says, and "This is also when you realize like the fucking Sonny should never have been the fucking Don." No, yeah, because no. like he was, I you know he's 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 temporary. He's like he can't mm-hmm. no he like he can't separate the business. He can't think beyond you know mm-hmm. that. And so he's just, I mean, Grant, yeah, they they tried to kill his father. Like they, it's because of him that there's like his brother sent away. I get it, but like you can't fuck like you are not in a business where you can you know worry about that shit. Exactly. Yeah, and and so. it's kind of crazy just making shit worse yeah and honestly it's like he's just making things worse and it's uh, yeah it's not good it's not good he never would have been able to do this ever in a million years um even before all of that happened like there's no way that sunny was in a place i mean because we saw his anger when michael just wanted to say he was going to the marines like yeah exactly there's no way he could have ever done this so yeah so um don corleone says look i I will, let's do a ceasefire. We can't keep going on like this. Everybody's fucking kids are dying. Like, this is not right. So let's, I will provide protection for the drug business as long as you guys don't sell to kids. Mm-hmm. I love that that's the, that's the thing. Like, just don't He's sell. He's a family man. Yeah, just don't sell drugs to kids. And also don't pursue any more vengeance. Like, we've got to stop this now. Um... And he also starts figuring out who actually was behind some of these hits. He's yeah. so good at just yeah. fucking reading people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's his real skill. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, figuring out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, and... So Michael returns to the States because now there's that ceasefire. So he's able to return. He marries Kay um, and he ends up having- Don't men- Doesn't mention Apollonia. No. Yeah. I wonder if Kay even knows no, that Apollonia ever existed. <laughs> yeah. I think she has no clue. <laughs> like she was just waiting for him. Like it's terrible. Like he, he was back for a year yeah. before he even <laughs> yes. talked to Kay. Yeah. Yes. And like she was, I, I mean- and she was just what waiting for him. Oh. And she she held strong for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then and she's said, like, oh. okay, fine, I'll marry you and have children with you. I mean, you. I don't know if we're dealing with another, like, freakish situation. <laughs> like, what is the deal? <laughs> like, I don't know if we're dealing with more, like, like genital mutants. But, like, I, this, does, this is insane. Yeah. Like, I know yeah. it's the 50s, you're a woman, whatever. But, but she like, also knows still. the business he's in. She knows. I yeah. mean, yeah. even she kind of says almost that she does. She knows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and she tries yeah. to keep herself 
you know, away enough, but... And also, mm-hmm. we, we know that Michael's also told her, like, hey, this is just the business now, but don't worry, we're gonna change this business into mm-hmm. something where it's legal. So he does, oh. you know, kind of keep this... I mean, I mean, maybe at one point early on, Michael thought that that was possible, but at some point, Michael's like, no, this is this is the business, and this is the way the business runs. <laughs> like, and just keeps telling Kay, and Kay, a woman in the, the 50s is like... That's, I guess that's just what it's gonna be, cause we'll we'll talk more about Kay, but there's just nothing she can do, really. It's all it's Michael's world, and she's just living in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he pl- he does take his his place as the new Don Corleone, um, with his father still there. Yeah. Um, and his his father is like his his second. Yeah, and he's well aware that Barzini. He's like sorry, um, Tom. <laughs> yeah, and he knows that Barzini was actually behind the Five Family War as well as Sunny's execution. Um, but he, at this point, you know, I, uh, the uh, article that I'm, I'm kind of like going through with it. And when I was watching the documentaries, I don't think he knew completely that Carlo had a role in it. I didn't feel that way yeah. watching it. Um, but I think it became evident real quick. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, and at the same time, Michael also sends Tom Hagen to Vegas, uh, where <laughs> we see that Fredo is now more loyal to Mo Green. Yeah, Fredo's having the time of his life. Oh, He's hell. like, oh, yeah. people who like me, they don't like you, Fredo, they don't. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you know why? Because you're the worst. Yeah. You know, how do you guys feel about Michael taking over for Don Corleone? I mean, he is, like we said, he is the most suited. Um, Yeah, definitely. You know, but uh, it probably won't go down well with, uh, I don't know, (laughs) maybe some siblings that are older than him, I would imagine. It's it's like the whole thing of, like, the the person that wants the job the most is definitely the least qualified. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of crazy because he is the baby of the family and he's just mm-hmm. the most qualified. Just, you know. Um, and, and didn't want what it Connie at all. become the godfather? Oh, yeah. I actually think she would have, she wouldn't have been too terrible. She would have been better than Fredo and Sunny, to be honest. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, do you feel like all of this was deep in Michael the whole time? Or do you think like he just became the godfather you know I, or the, the i, the I think it was in him yeah i think it was in him yeah because we, yeah. we definitely see us what i felt like was kind of a, a switch in the documentary but really i think you're right claire i think this was just part of him yeah Hidden i think he maybe didn't, didn't acknowledge it but yeah <laughs> also yeah. but you know you know sunny was was like a little baby you know when yeah. Vito like you know really got into a criminal lifestyle like by the time you know michael came along he was a little bit more comfortable in life and probably a little bit more capable of like you know assessing situations and maybe course correcting his children's lives yeah 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 Yeah, that's true as much as a guy's gonna do that in the 50s you know yeah yeah i mean um, but we talked about that you know that i feel like it's kind of crazy how involved Vito tended to be in his kid's mm-hmm. life in the 50s. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and so he and he sticks around, you know. He's there, he helps Michael out, he kind mm-hmm. of prepares him for different moves that um like the Barzini family is planning. Um mm-hmm. he he predicts, you know, that there's going to be a, a traitor in the meeting. All of these things 
And it's always that Michael is now, like, I think he knows some of this stuff, like, innately and other things he's still picking up from his dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, like, you know, just because of, you know, the way, you know, everything is designed to work. It's basically Vito's system, you know? Yeah. Like, this is his organization. Yeah. You know, he built it from the ground up. And, like, Michael, through happenstance, has, like, basically recreated his father's life. Yes. <laughs> like, whole going to Sicily, like, he's, yeah. he's inadvertently had a lot of the same formative experiences. Yeah. Secret wife, you know, whatever. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so we do see um, something that happens, which I, I don't, I can't imagine that this is... Uh, does not affect uh michael's son but michael's son is there when don yeah anthony when when don corleone the the og Vito, has a heart attack and dies in the tomato garden while he's also like you were saying with him being heavily involved with the family he's literally playing with his grand grandson when he dies yeah Mm. yeah so um and so of course this completely leaves the business up to michael and yeah um you know and the barzinis make their move of course that that Vito had predicted which is uh they put tessio uh in place and and actually Vito had told michael something about like hey someone who you think is a friend is going to come to you to offer support and they're not mm-hmm. at the funeral yeah and um and that's exactly what happens and i think michael is a little taken aback by who it is which is tessio Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sad because I like Tessio too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh no. <laughs> I don't like that. That would just be if you were living this life, you'd just be like, oh man. Exactly. Like about everyone just all the time. <laughs> oh like, man. And I mean, I know it's, you know, it's business, you know, it's not personal, but I'm like, no, I'm like, Tessio, you're an old man. Like, I don't know. Like, I, you and Vito, like, started off together. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, like, fuck you. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And, I, and, you know, and, and I'm sure that there's stuff going on behind scenes that Tessio feels like he must need to, because I don't think that that's just like, oh, he just wants to. I, I, yeah. I yeah. felt like there was something more there. Um, but Michael, again, it reminds me of when he, uh, you know, did um, the Salazzo killing earlier in the documentary where um, he waits till Connie and Carlo's son at their christening and then takes out leaders of the five families as yeah. well as Mo Green, yeah. Carlo, and Tessio. Really cleaning up yeah. this, this. Like, it's, oh man. Yeah, he's like, I'm starting fresh. This is not my, this is not my dad's uh, gang anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because, you know, if you if you do one at a time, then first oh, of all, yeah. they, you know, you lose the element of surprise. Yeah. But also, yeah. then you're basically, you, then you're starting a war. Yeah. 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 So you've got, um, Mo gets shot uh, through his eye at a massage table. Tataglia is shot in bed with a sex worker. Um, Stracci is uh, executed along with his bodyguard in an elevator by Clemenza. Yep. Um, Barzini, his driver, and his bodyguard are all executed on the steps leading up to his office. Tessio is killed. We don't really see the, the murder, but we know that it's about to happen. After realizing um, that, you know, Michael has figured out what happened. And Carlo, who thinks he got away... <laughs> 
was murdered in the car. Um, well, Carlo, that he, was... he's even told by Michael that he's yeah. not going to be killed because Michael's but like, he, I've just he, been like... to the christening of your your child. You think I'm yeah, going to make? Yeah, you gotta be fucking stupid. Oh you yeah, gotta you've got to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlo is stupid. Yeah, though. so he's being told that he's leaving to Vegas, and uh, instead he gets in the car to death. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just there you go. Okay, um, and. The whole time, by the way, he's reassuring Kay that, uh, you know, he hasn't done anything wrong. <laughs> yep. Because, of course, Connie's like, you killed my fucking husband. Um, and Kay's like, what? Did you really kill him? And Michael's like, no, of course not. I don't and know what you mean. She's like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> I mean, hey. come on, Kay. <laughs> okay. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I feel you like You're in trouble, this- girl. This is really where her her biggest mistake happened is yeah. right at this moment of trusting this because I'm gonna say her biggest mistake was <sighs> when this fool shows up after yeah, being after back in the states for a year. Yes, <laughs> she doesn't yeah. walk away. Yeah, no, I seriously, <laughs> absolutely. But once you're in it and you've got kids with the guy, I think right Ugh. here where she starts believing him. No, when clearly. The, the heads of these families are murdered in a matter yeah. of like 30 minutes <laughs> during a christening and you don't think that's weird who can you be like he has a, he has a motive how, to hurt all of them yeah he's the only family they? not yeah <laughs> not hurt mm. other than how does how does kate think he died uh, <laughs> his yeah. eyeball exploded <laughs> It's just an old exploding eyeball. Yeah, it's just no. Ex- uh, yeah. Um, so that is. That basically happens in like 55, 1955. Um, and we do jump in the. Um, well, there, there's several times that we jump in the documentary, just, you know, I, I assume life mm-hmm. is just being led. <laughs> so, yep. Um, so there, in 1958, we've got um, Michael, we see him going to. Uh, Havana. He's relocated his family. Um, Vito Corleone had used Connie's wedding to conduct business and Michael takes meetings at his son's first communion. (laughs) Yeah. As you do. Poor Tom's had a very stressful... It's everyone's already there. Yeah, exactly. It's just easier. Poor Tom's had a very stressful few years because he's like lost all of his hair pretty much now. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's quick. Yeah, I mean, and at one point, you know, I don't think it's right here, but later on, I mean, he does, Michael does question uh, Tom's loyalty to the yeah. family which um, I was sh- I, I was shocked because if anyone's loyal yeah, it's Tom Tom's seriously. like the most loyal yeah but, but I think he saw that hairline <laughs> or lack thereof and was like sir <laughs> I mean if you had to be the lawyer for I seriously I, yeah if you're just going around cleaning up Fredo's <laughs> messes yeah professionally fuck yeah and, well, and, I'm sorry I'm sorry I just want to I, I didn't mention this last time he's not the only one cleaning up Fredo's messes because there's a certain doctor um, that's very good at uh, <laughs> vaginal reconstructions oh, no. that's also cleaning up all of uh, Fredo's multiple syphilis no! infections. Oh, so, God. Just, I, you listen, we're talking about cleaning up messes. Let's talk about everyone's favorite doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's favorite STD. 
Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, and we've got, you know, we do see a couple of other dealings, like Michael trying to uh, acquire licensing for the recent casino purchase, and one of the senators, Pat Gary, uh, not really wanting that to happen. You've got Connie who wants to remarry, but Michael's like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) Fair. I I think it's fair. I know. Yeah. I, Connie's also abandoned her children. Yeah, she has. So. Absolutely. She's left them with Carmella. <laughs> Grandma extraordinary. Seriously. Um, and yeah, and then we learn uh, about Hyman Roth, um, who has been, he w- he knew Vito from running in the oil business, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Olive oil. Um, and Hyman, Ro- the olive oil. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry to, to not clarify that. Um, yeah, so Hyman Roth and the Rosado brothers uh, are back in the Bronx and a pair of hitmen um, are attack basically michael in his home yeah. which is which wild. is crazy and they um wow. so uh, like did they go in and open make sure the blinds were open or was it someone who was in the house who made sure the blinds were open so that they would be able to see because Kay comments on why are the blinds open at night yeah yeah and then that's what tips michael off that it's going to be a hit does that mean Kay went to sleep and then someone know. snuck in and opened this the blinds i don't understand oh. or like it, I, I don't know i was hoping you guys would know. look this is this is a documentary where we find out people's through someone leaving a horse head this is true <laughs> with you these people are deep sleepers so we've got a yeah these are a lot of deep people sleepers. sleep deeper in the this 50s is, and this nowadays. Is, that's what i was gonna say i was like in the 50s clearly people did not have trouble sleeping like we do yeah. now so. i mean they also drank that's a lot true. more in the 50s yeah. and took a lot more like weird pills that aren't yeah legal that's anymore. true yeah for reasons so like I, this. I guess that <laughs> someone yeah. snuck in because Kay would have closed the blinds because otherwise she would have she wouldn't have said anything so yeah someone must have snuck in well right. Ooh, that's horrible yeah like that yeah and, oh and this is another time michael leaves because you know he feels like it's safer for his family to go ahead and leave and he puts tom in charge of keeping his family Yay. safe and tom's way of keeping his family safe is like okay you're not allowed to leave the house yes. <laughs> don't need the compound yep um yeah he yeah he tells her he's like i mean you can you can like go outside with the kids and play but like that's it yeah <laughs> like oh my god um so michael meets with hyman roth um and he's also trying to figure out like who put the hit on his family yeah so he assures he's also trying to figure out how to wear a shirt (laughs) which he's failing at constantly tiny guy with no shirts um so he says that the corleones believe that frank um Pentagelli, Pentag- yep. yeah, sure. Pentagelli, Frankie, tri- Frankie Fra- Five Angels, yeah, Frankie Five Angels, uh, tried to kill him, and Pentagelli himself is nearly killed while attempting to meet up with the Rosados. Yeah, Frankie is a mess too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And he goes back, you know, way back with Vito as well, and it's just not mm-hmm. great. Um, so he, yeah, he goes to meet with the Rosado brothers and is almost killed himself. And then he thinks Michael set him up. Um, so at the same time, Senator Gary is I really didn't like Senator Gary. He's a sex worker. Yeah, Yeah, well, I mean, he's a senator, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tom kind of steps in to quote unquote rescue him. So do you guys know any other info about Senator Gary from like... 
studying politics in your country? Like, is this? I mean, I don't. Was this kind of all covered yeah, up? I try and stay away from. Was this all covered up at the time that you yeah, know? I mean, yeah. There's a lot of rando senators, and I think yeah, he's just one that's fallen through the cracks mm. of history. So. Yeah. So many senators. <laughs> Too many. So yeah. many. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's kind of interesting because they set it up where they set him up for murder. He clearly didn't kill the sex worker. And, you know, and they basically are like, well, the Corleones are here, of course, to help you out with that. Yeah. So he, you know, in some ways he owes them. But I'm like, well, they also set you up to owe them. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Michael at this point travels travels to Cuba with Roth, um, and they discuss business against tensions uh, in Cuba. Uh, Brad, I don't know if you had any thoughts or feels about what's what's happening at the time. I mean, we're about five seconds mm-hmm. away from uh, yeah. from the revolution, yeah, so it's going to happen. You know, well, all their shit's going down. So yeah. um, these dummies do not yeah. see it coming, which is wild because even Michael knows, he sees something coming. Yeah. He's, he even yeah. mentions it. He's like, uh, I think there's something different going on. And Roth is like, ah, whatever. It's no big deal. And it's, which is, is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. just traveling from like the airport to this hotel where all these rich assholes are like making decisions uh, is where Michael sees things happening with like the revolutionists. And um, yeah, you absolutely like, can see. Like breathing so- down mm-hmm. their necks. Yeah. And like, they're like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're rich. Uh, obviously nothing bad can happen to us yeah um fredo is there at the time and uh unfortunately he realized that his own brother fredo is the one that i don't want to say inadvertently but well fredo like lies to his face by saying that he didn't know this guy i can't remember the guy's name and yeah um yeah yeah. fredo's like oh no i've never heard of him you know and then later on they all meet up then messes his own shit up i mean but it's just because fredo's showing off so he's then like later on when they're in the same room they're like oh michael's like hey do you guys know each other and they're like oh no and then later on fredo's enjoying showing off to people this this place they're at and he's like yeah he this guy all like showed you know he knows all the best places and all this and it's like michael's standing right there like yeah here yeah. that's when he finds he's out he's smart he's smart what do you mean <laughs> god cannot yeah, i cannot not- with fredo um so he yeah and uh, and at the same time michael is already planning a hit on roth yeah um what do we think about this hitman that michael has sent after <laughs> this like older unassuming yeah, i do like that he's like this older unassuming guy you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah. suspect him. yeah he scares oh, me yeah 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 he's, he's scary he's because creepy. he's unassuming it's like you wouldn't suspect anything of him it's like if the grim reaper and ian mckellen had a Ooh. child <laughs> Okay. Um, unfortunately, he is—he's murdered yeah. himself. <laughs> and uh, Roth is—is is not necessarily murdered. The uh, attempt to kill him failed, uh, and all hell breaks loose yeah. in Cuba as it was going to do, <laughs> as Michael <laughs> saw that it was about to. Do. Um, and he, before you they know, run, he tells Fredo that he knows it was him. Yeah, and uh, Fredo also, you know, flees the country at that point in time, and you know, Michael does. I think out of some kind of like loyalty to family, actually does try and get Fredo mm-hmm. to come with him. To yeah, he says you're still my Fredo's brother. Like, yeah, yeah no. Fredo's like, mm, yeah. Nah. Uh, I saw what happened with Carlo. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I gotta Laters. go. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so now we're in 1959. So uh, Michael's returned home from Cuba and he starts seeing that like things are kind of falling apart at home. I think really what happens is like he just has his hand in too many yeah. things and just is not as, you know, doesn't yeah. know how to also, control Also Tom's things. not really built to um, be the Don. He's he's good at no. like um, being no. the number two, but he's not a good Don, so... Exactly. Well, Michael, Michael is still trying to, you know, become a legitimate, you know, businessman. Mm-hmm. He's still trying to, like, you know, untangle all of mm. this shit. Yeah. And that's, and I think, you know, that goal was just too big in his mind that he wasn't, that he wasn't seeing what Roth was yeah, up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he also finds out when he gets back yeah. that Kay has had a miscarriage. What it was told initially was a miscarriage. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So, and we know that Roth also had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> he, sur- he survived a stroke and his attempt on this his life. This guy spends this entire <laughs> documentary still made it out of Miami. I mean, he's a straight up bullshit. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He ended up in Florida. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> Um, Could yeah. somebody please put a bull in Bolsonaro at an airport? Jeez, please. He'll still survive. I don't know how, but... Yeah, um, he'll keep limping along. So, yeah, so, yeah, he's come home. He's heard that Kay suffered a miscarriage. And to be told told that info from Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something about that. I was like, oh. Um, and also that Roth, that he thought he, you know, it was a failed assassination, but he survived it. Okay. But then he had a stroke and Michael's like, and then he survives that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think to Miami. And also, now Senator Gary sits as a Senate committee charged with investigating the oh, mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And specifically looking into the Corleones. Yep. So, uh, unlike Vito, nothing is coming nope. up, Michael. It's just not yeah. good at all. Well, um, I think, like, ha- having Gary on, on there is good. Yeah, but I it's mean, just... He's, he's there for a reason, but he's not, like he's he's not doing a great job. He's one person of a committee. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah, they, they picked the wrong horse again. <laughs> it was not good. Uh, so Michael does go ahead and testify to the committee. You know, some of the good things that Michael says, like again in the fifties, is like I'm a military guy. I've been loyal to this I'm country. A war hero. Like all of these yeah. things. Yeah, I'm a war hero. Like all of these things. So you know, even watching it, I was like, well, this is pretty impressive. Um, but the committee plans on bringing um, Pentagelli in as a witness, Frankie. And um, as far, you know, and and Michael knows that Frankie thinks that the hit was put on by Mm -hmm. him. So it's not part, uh, you know, and Michael realizes also that this has been Roth's plan the whole time, which is real Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah, there's so much involved with that. Yeah. Like the whole planning of like getting Frankie to go there, to getting the cops to intervene in that so that he's not quite dead but thinks that Michael tried to kill him yeah so that they can take it like it is Mm -hmm. elaborate it's four-dimensional chess a lot but you know and and I think this is while I think Michael was the right pick from the family he's no Vito no no he is not his dad because I think Vito would have recognized a lot of this a lot sooner Mm -hmm. and put things in place himself um so you know Fredo uh, well, he has Fredo come back, um, uh, but he also tells him, like, hey, you, I, I don't ever want to fucking see you again. And he tells even his folks, like, 
uh, he's only safe as long as my mom is alive. Yeah, because after that, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, what because to him. obviously his mom has already lost her mm-hmm. husband and her first, her oldest son. Yeah, um, no. and Michael cares about her and doesn't want to do that. To her, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and Fredo does admit that he um, helped Roth out of resentment for not being chosen to be head of the family, and I feel like Michael should have been like, "Well, look at you, honestly." Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. let's have an honest conversation here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what sense would that have made? <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this family wouldn't have made it out of anywhere. They wouldn't have made it out of a paper bag if Fredo was in charge. It was. I can't even. God, Father Fredo. <laughs> also, <laughs> I, like, and the documentary doesn't really touch on this, but you can't have a failed TV star um, be the head of a mafia no. family. Because um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there was a very, very short-lived TV show, uh, The Life of Fred Corleone. What? Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah, because when, while uh, Fredo was uh, married to that actress, mm-hmm. um, yeah, she they yeah she he did a couple of bit parts in some of her movies, and then he you know they tried him out with a TV no. show and it did did not last the season. Jeez, Louise. So uh, can't can't seem to find him. <sighs> I would love to see an episode of Life with Fred Seriously. Corleone. Yeah. That's, yeah. And by telling um, Fredo, like, he's not welcome there anymore, I think this is also Michael's way of starting, almost like he did with, with, um, having the the head of the five families killed because i think this was his like start of his way of trying to like clean up and almost um Mm -hmm. control his environment so yeah because he gets rid of uh fredo then he can focus back on this uh senate hearing so that's when he brings in frankie's brother from sicily um to the hearing which of course frankie sees and is like fuck and just recants everything in the most spectacular way possible which is like "Ah, i didn't say nothing what are you talking about (laughs) i don't even know why i'm here who who are you like it's really i don't even know who i am it's super over the top Uh, but yeah, so, uh, and we do have where, uh, Tom encourages him to commit suicide, yeah. uh, knowing that his family will be taken care of if that, <sighs> if he does that. So he, he does that. Yeah. I mean, Frankie knows he's kind of fucked at that point anyway. Yeah. Um, as- also like, uh, yeah, the thing is like these old people, you know, in the mafia, like there is no mafia retirement plan. No. Like you are going to die like horrifically. Yeah. Like unless yeah. you are lucky enough to die for first like it's i they just need to sunset these people and just t- send them off to an island somewhere to like live out their last years yeah you can't have these people around mm-hmm. yeah old mafia guys and like little fedoras and hawaiian shirts it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on an island somewhere <laughs> that's what i need um yeah, put roth there with his lack of a shirt <laughs> yeah oh no <laughs> um after the he- K-, K waits till the hearing is over but at that point she uh demands a re- a divorce from Michael and she admits because he's kind of like look I'm sorry I know I've not been around a lot but you know things are cr- kind of crazy um also I'm I'm really sorry about your miscarriage I you know I'm, I you probably blame me partially for that and she's like yeah what the fuck uh, I didn't miscarry I aborted our kid because I don't want to bring him up in this world yeah it's yeah. harsh it is yeah. harsh um and he reacts calmly and uh he's like oh fair, fair. no he doesn't he uh <laughs> fair 
fair enough. Slaps <laughs> her across the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. Um, which it seems like that might have been the time, the first time he was physical with her, like based on her reaction. It seemed like it. Yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like he, I mean, cause he, he did love Kay to whatever he could, he could muster up as love. Um, and if anything, he loved her as the mother of his children and she was always there to kind of- Do you think he loved kinda... Kay more than Apollonia? No, I actually think there was like love with Apollonia. I think Kay was yeah. like, this is my ride or die. And so yeah, I don't yeah. think it was like love so much as loyalty. Yeah. Um, and then the moment she steps out of line, no bueno. Um, mm. So he takes custody of the children and he limits her access to them. And to me, I'm like, this is, especially in the 50s, like, this is such a representation of class. Because yeah, in the 50s, there's no way a man would have been able to take custody of the children like this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Without some, I mean, it helps you know, if you have all the uh, all, all the judges and that's all it. the uh, it, everything. It, but yeah. it's like money and everything else. There was just nothing. There was no way she could have done anything about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and later that year, Carmela passes. Aw, R.I.P. Carmela. Um, yeah. Seriously, the the only person I feel like that is just blameless and and pretty much everything is yeah. Carmela. Um. So Michael starts tying up loose ends after uh she passes um how great was her life yeah i mean seriously think about yeah. it because like you know she met Vito, you know yeah yeah when they had nothing and so there was there was true love like yep. yeah and like all of a sudden like you know he's just like moving up in the world yeah she's along for the ride like like it is the ideal like you know old-timey uh you know wife uh situation yeah and i think michael seeing that probably expected that out of k yeah yeah like hey don't question what i'm doing or if if you want to that's fine but you got to believe whatever bullshit i'm telling you mm-hmm. um and so, you know, that's that's the end of that. And that's not who Kay was. Yeah. But mate, do you think, how much of that do you think is is because Kay wasn't Italian? Um, you know, maybe some of that. I think Kay did not seem to come from a, a family that probably struggled a lot at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas even though Michael growing up, he himself didn't really struggle when, you know, from a, a time he could necessarily remember. But yeah. he, because he came from family that did, they probably instilled a lot of that in him. Whereas Kay kind yeah. of came from like your normal American family that just didn't, mm-hmm. you know, probably just went to work every day, paid their bills, raised kids, yeah. no yeah. no real ups or downs. Um, and also, like, I like... Kay, Kay came into this in the worst way possible. Like, she came into it with Michael being like, yeah, I hate this shit. This is yeah. terrible. Yeah. This is what my family does. Absolutely. They're fucked up people. They're monsters. And then, like, he got pulled into it. And then she's like, oh, okay, but he's gonna make it better. He's gonna make it okay. And, like, yeah. she's just... I Like, no, it doesn't... Like, Carmela again. Like, she was with Vito before he was involved in any crime. And, like, so she was a little bit more aware of yeah. probably, yeah. you know, things getting started and things happening. Yeah, and I think she was used to this idea of what a Don was, who the who they were, what they're capable mm-hmm. of, both good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Um, and so that's just like and, and she saw Vito as like 
a really good godfather. I think she truly mm-hmm. believed in him. And then seeing her son kind of take over things. And mm-hmm. and Michael was so different than Sonny and Fredo that I think she probably hoped he would just be like his dad, which was mm-hmm. in her eyes yeah. not anything negative. Like again, the whole, you know, murdering people was just part of business. Mm-hmm. So um so yeah, so Michael has Fredo uh, shot while fishing in the lake. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, the Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, you know it's not covered in these documentaries, but uh, young Anthony does see this happen from his bedroom window. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. young Anthony almost was on the boat with him, which yeah. I don't know yeah. what would have happened if that. I feel like they would have held off until Anthony wasn't physically yeah, no, no, there. Was, yeah, 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 that was the whole thing with like you know ha- yeah. having him uh, you know not there. Do you think Fredo knew? Um, I don't think he did. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think he... Th- I don't think, like, he went on the boat knowing. Um, yeah. I think he had to have... Like, but also, Michael kind of, in a lot of ways, lulled him into a false sense of security by having him yeah. kind of stick around, take care of his son. You know, there was a lot of, like, kind of... Hmm, I'll let you do this until you literally yeah. uh, don't know what's coming. Yeah. yeah. Which is- do you think if, if the Fred Corleone show had been bigger, do you <laughs> think he would have died? <laughs> no, because Michael would have wanted him to make more episodes. He would have been yeah. a fan. What if he was, yeah, what if he, hate, he hates Fredo, but he really loves the show? Like, <laughs> yeah. God, uh, I, I hate don't... him. He's ruined my life. But God damn, that is a great television program. Yeah. Yeah, and it's he killed them because it was canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's like an asshole. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, even like obviously Anthony is a child; he's not going to know all or any of this. But it's just one of those like Fredo. As much as he loves his nephew, like you almost had that kid murdered. Yeah, yeah. Which is just, which you know, because besides the fact that I hate Fredo, like this is one of the reasons. It's like because you were upset, you you were throwing a tantrum because you weren't taking over the family and no one takes you fucking seriously, and they have to keep taking care of you. Whose fault is that? Um, you threw a tantrum to have your brother and his family murdered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I think like, yes, there's part of him in, in the back of his mind that probably knew that it was coming, but I don't think he went on the boat knowing today yeah. is the day. Um, Roth is also taken out while returning to the United States after Israel refused his plea for asylum. Roth just trying to travel the <laughs> <Sorry>. world. <laughs> Finding a sign. Uh, he's like, oh, I'll just go somewhere else. <laughs> Imagine being too criminal for Israel. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yikes. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, so again, we've got a bit of a time jump. Um, let's see. Oh, wait. Oh, no. No, we don't because we don't see that in the. We don't watch the third one because <laughs> they jump to the, nope. the third one after that. Okay. Third yeah. one didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, it happened, but... Not worry about Okay. Um, was there anything else that happened in this one necessarily after... Um, no, because it ends with him having that um, memory of telling his family that he's joining the military. And, um, that's and right. then he's just that's sitting right. there and that's how it ends. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. And, and that's really where, you know, the last that we see of these two um, documentaries that we are covering today... Yeah. So, uh, which is, it's so much. It's so much. Marco on a wildly different place at the end of the second documentary to where he was in the first. Yeah. At the start of the first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the way, so. He also, like, barely blinks in this second 
documentary. Did you guys like notice that? Like he barely, like I feel like he was barely blinking. I felt like he was always like watching out after he had a attempt on his life. It was like his eyes were always open, like looking. Claire, for... I feel like you always say people never blink, and then like <laughs> they're just blinking all the time, like a normal person. I don't feel this like, like he the blinked third time that you've made this allegation. <laughs> And I'm watching video of him blinking right now. Maybe he was blinking when I was blinking. That's what I think is happening. I think you have timed your blinks out. That you blink when the actor is blinking. You are are synced up in your (laughs) blink schedule. (laughs) Michael Blinky It has been proven in in our court (laughs) that you claim people do not blink and they absolutely have have blinks. (laughs) I I <laughs> will argue that he does not blink once in this I will world. agree he has a steely stare. Yeah, but a steely not non-blinky a, stare. It's not an unblinking stare. No, I don't mean he doesn't blink at all. <laughs> I, th- I feel like he is hmm. like not Shifting. blinking very much. I feel like he's he always does like limited blinking. Around. He's very well, efficient you're not on trial blinking. today, Claire. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> and I put his blinking on trial um, in blink core. <laughs> blink core. Yeah, and and so you know, if you if you so choose, you may uh, continue on with Godfather Three. We chose not to. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I I have seen it before. So has Brad. Uh huh. It yeah. is not a good documentary and unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, not necessary. And I have not and I can't imagine why I would since both of you have told me it's not necessary. And this was these two documentaries I thought were really well done and so and it really told a complete overview of this family in a way that I'm like, I don't know how much more I need to know about this family. Mm-hmm. Um, so was there anything else uh, before we move on to the next piece? I mean, we, we really, you know, we do typically a where are they now, but we actually saw a lot of deaths <laughs> in this documentary. Yeah. So just a lot, a lot of dead people that we know of. Is there anything else you guys want to add of where are they now? Um, I mean, we do know, um, Brad, do we want to mention the death of Michael Corleone? Because obviously he's dead. Sure, He'd be sure. Very, very old. Otherwise, um, but from what I remember from the third documentary, I believe he dies of old age. Okay. Wow. He lives to a, shocking. an old age. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to mention it. And I believe when he dies, I believe he and Kay have reconciled. So they do actually stay together. To be honest, um, I could see Kay reconciling, well, for multiple reasons, because clearly, again, we've stated multiple times that she was fine with him being back home for a year before <laughs> He yeah, spoke to her and she exactly. was okay with that. But also, that was probably the only way she was ever going to see her kids again. Because exactly, even Connie yeah. tried to like get her to secretly see her kids and that was a problem. And then I was very concerned yeah. for Connie. Um, yeah. So, I, you know. Um, but they do reconcile. Uh, Michael does have a successor. Um, no. We won't get too much into that, but it, it, okay. you know, it kind of stays in the family. All right. um, and who knows now who's running yeah. this family? If Michael died going. in uh, '97. Wow! Thank you. Yeah. Um, wow. He actually, he was actually, he was actually um, in in the uh, old villa um, where he uh, lived with Apollonia. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's kind of, that's actually really sad. Mm-hmm. But but to your question, you know, Claire, do I think that he loved Apollonia? I do. I think that was actual Yeah, love. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um because it was away from everything, you know? Yeah. Uh wow, okay. Uh and yeah. but you know, I I think about it now. So they're they're uh, like you guys are sharing there was a successor um at the time, but I feel like now I don't think that this is like the mafia with dons and godfathers. I don't yeah i feel like we've we're not in that time <laughs> like yeah and if they if we are i'm not it's hearing about it so, yeah that, yes. that's it <laughs> listen as as you know as i'm learning on the uh, the documentary series tulsa king which is uh you know currently set yeah and amazing um the like the mafia i mean we all know like the mafia have fallen apart like they've been falling apart yeah. since the 90s like they're trying to branch out to tulsa i mean get out of here <laughs> Like, they're trying to perform illegal operations on a legal marijuana dispensary. I mean, it just seems like we're really spinning our wheels here. Yeah, that's lame. But again, amazing documentary series. Highly recommend. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I I can't remember the name of the successor, but I know he was tangentially family, you know. Yeah. It wasn't any of Michael's kids, but it was in the family still. I feel like, uh, I don't don't know this for a fact, but I feel like Anthony would have eventually become a psychopath. Like, that kid has... Oh, he became an I opera singer. If, yeah, he became an opera singer. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, another form yeah. of psychopath is playing. Wow. Shots Just fired. Joking. Yeah, Just I remember joking. he became a psychopath. Yeah. Um, uh, and I remember one of Michael's other children was killed, which was Mary. Oh, that's so sad. I believe. So mm-hmm. sad. Not really. Oh, okay. Well then. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Our- so the documentaries <laughs> that we chose to watch this time are um, The Godfather, the OG, and then um, Godfather 2, and then uh, Brad, you also have read the some of the books or all the books or it's yeah it's just one just, book. it's just, just one, one book. book okay cool yeah even easier <laughs> and you've also sent claire and i some articles about the book yeah <laughs> yes. about the book thank you, brad. sorry um <laughs> i don't know if i thank you brad but that's fine <laughs> I, listen yeah they're they listen these important things you need to know it's just that there's some general mutants out there and some uh, doctors that uh, mm. are going to do experimental <laughs> surgery in the 50s on them so you know hey Wow. All right. Well, good to know. Time for our next segment. Brad, you want to introduce that? Oh, I can I introduce it? Oh. Oh. It's time for judge, prosecutor, oh. and defense. I mean, uh, you know, in a vibe sense, yes. Okay. Okay. In okay. a uh, accurate description sense, yes. Ooh, but is a sweet, title, okay. but is a title for a segment that sounds like trash. I'm sorry, Aww. Claire. I have to say it. It sounds like trash garbage. Yeah, that's why we didn't go I'm with that. Sorry. <laughs> like it sounds oh. like trash that uh, Carlo's being thrown into. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, I no. thought I got it right this time. Yeah, well, a lot of in, a lot of clanging and embarrassment in front of neighborhood kids. Is that the kind of man? You get your ass kicked in front of like children. <laughs> like it's the worst. Um, but no, it is time for judge, jury, and executioner. Okay, in that case, can I please be the jury? Oh no, God! All of them. Oh, oh you were so. Claire, Claire wants to divide Ooh. herself up. To 12. 12. Oh, creepy. Yes. You, know, you have to buy a lot of hats to do that. Yeah. So absolutely not. Okay. Can't have it. Okay. All right. I will not be the judge. The, no, the jury won't. then. I will, we will be the have judge. a prosecution, a defense, and a judge. 
Mm-hmm. That's all. We don't want to riffraff mm-hmm. on our podcast. And also, I really don't want to split myself into yeah, 12. I be. don't want you to split yourself 12 either. And no. also, the death penalty is morally wrong. And also, I yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want you to be sliced up. That would be weird. Mm. Thank you, Brad. Mm-hmm. You're a true friend. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we don't want that. That sounds mm. bad. Yeah. Um, hey guys, guess what? what? I've got a gavel. Oh, well, that's good because you nice. are the judge, so that makes Hooray! sense. Hooray! The judge will. Oh, I'm boy. now. Oof. Ready for this? Judging the fashions, judging the, the faux pas. <laughs> and the wow. fashion faux pas. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm a Freddo's. <laughs> All right, Judge Claire, take it away. Hello, welcome to my uh, my judge room, aka known as a court. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called then. Uh, hi guys, you're looking great. I haven't seen you for a while. Thanks. Uh, I was really happy to get so many gifts from you guys for when I arrived. It was very sweet. Um, luckily there wasn't a horse's head, um, but there was a note, and I don't know if it was from the prosecution or the defence, that uh, that had a, uh, a box uh, of my favourite chocolate, mint M&M's, and it said a little note that said, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. Uh, uh, now, I don't know who this is from, but I would like you to, you know, to, to come forward now if, and, and, and say who it is, if, uh, if, if possible, because I, I did have a bit of a sleepless night over this. I mean, it sounds like a, oh. a good sweet offer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, but... M&M's? I mean... I, I want to oh. know how they knew I like mint M&M's. I mean, it's... Well, if you're like, saying I, it's you from know. either Brad or myself, it's because we're friends, so... Right, well, right, it's right. true, but I, I, how did you get them into my, my bed? Well, I'm going to say it oh, wasn't me, okay. though. <laughs> it's very quiet. It was not me. It was not me. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see. Okay. Uh, anyway, all rise for me, the judge. Um, I've got my fancy robe on. I have risen. Um, thank you. Hmm? So, he, just like the Lord, our <laughs> Jesus, you have risen. Um, please, prosecution. Tammy. Nope. Who are you putting on? Nope, uh, Brad. Uh, Brad. <laughs> Brad. Uh, sorry, you look so much alike, you two. Um, in your in your fancy uh, wigs. Uh, who would you like to put on trial today? Well, Your Honor. QC Brad. There is a, a lot of crime, clearly, we could be discussing today. Uh, but out of respect for the court's time, I am really going to only pursue some of the most uh, uh, serious uh, grievances to the law. Oh, thank you, Brad. uh, Yeah, yeah. And also, I know, you know, we usually try, you know, because we're trying to have a good time here, we're trying to make a podcast, uh, but we're also dealing out justice. So we usually tend to avoid fashion crimes because they're very serious. And I don't know if this is usually, you know, something we want to delve into because that can get a bit heavy. Yeah. I mean, but, we don't have a, a death penalty um, unless it is a fashion crime. Oh right, my gosh! Right, right, Jeez. right. Yep. I still, I still uh, against the death penalty on all fronts. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will say uh, um, I don't think we'll have to worry about making that decision because I would like to bring charges against Fredo Corleone. <gasps> oh, first okay. and foremost for fashion crimes. Oh, okay. because nice they are Thank they you. are serious. Um, and they are excessive. I mean, yep. 
I know we're in a different time, but there is no excuse. When you have the money, the connections to Hollywood, we cannot have people running around looking like this. It, mm-hmm. It's an abomination to humankind. Okay. So that is my first charge. Yep, also, sure. also, I also bring a charge against Fredo for criminal negligence. In the fact that he almost got his brother killed quasi-inadvertently, but thought he was going to take over and get a deal with... I, it's a lot. It's crazy dumb, and you've got to be a real dummy to be that negligent, and I say it's criminal. And you say Fredo is that dummy. Yes, Fredo is that dummy. So okay, okay. I also, I do, I will be bringing a charge against Michael Corleone <gasps> for toxic masculinity, because oh. it's it's a lot. I mean, please give me at least three examples. Um, <laughs> I I think his reaction to uh, um uh, to uh, finding about uh, his aborted son would be one case in point. It's the fifties, and he's doing a lot of weird, uh, gross being a dude stuff. So I yeah, he's he's terrible. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Very bad. Okay. Um, yep, thank you. Yeah, the, his reaction to the the to Fredo being slapped, like oh, it's all this is this dude shit, and I don't like <clears> it. <throat> it's very bad. It's very bad. Um, also, the way he just lies to wife and keeps her out, it's, it's, yeah, he's a monster. It's uh, very bad, very toxic. It's not healthy. Not Can a good I way to go. Can I just check, though? No, no fashion crimes are being brought against Michael Collier. No, no, I think he's, he's generally very well dressed. Um, okay. and I will bring one last, just a quick charge here. And again, because we already opened up the door to fashion crimes, I, I, I got to put a charge against Roth, um, for not mm-hmm. wearing a shirt. Hey, dude, like, you are a well powerful person put a goddamn shirt on well, if you're... i'm not wearing a shirt right now brad well you're not i'm, I'm wearing not my robe you. i'm wearing my robe um but okay. no shirt and well, i'm a wealthy powerful judge well i yeah as long as as long as you are not in public in entertaining visitors and uh, without a shirt on uh, okay all right okay because that is it's criminal it can't be allowed in no time and place so those are my very serious charges these are very serious charges i i, um, I know but there's a lot of crime here and so we could only deal with the most serious charges so Absolutely. i had to make some decisions uh, okay well th- thank you brad um would you like a mint m&m oh thank you oh brad likes mint m&ms mm, suspicious uh defense uh please um please would you address these uh these hor- horrendous charges I, I will do my best i would like to first point out also i just want to do my gavel again sorry yeah of course there you go. Look, I just like the gavel be gavelin. I mean, sometimes uh-huh. all of us get a get a turn with the gavel, and it's difficult yeah. to not gavel the whole time. So I get it. Yeah, it's gotta be gotta be gavelin. Yeah. Um. First of all, I want to bring up the fact that Fredo had a medical condition. He had pneumonia as a small child in what was the twenties. Objection. Did he not? Uh, Is that a lie? Uh, Are you like objecting to, to the point that, that he had pneumonia <laughs> as a small child? <laughs> I, I, I would like to uh, I would like further details um, prosecution um, as to if the defense is defending Fredo's terrible fashion crimes I'm just, because he had pneumonia as even, a child. I haven't even attacked. I haven't even started talking about the charges yet. I'm just mm. pointing out the fact that Fredo had pneumonia as a small child, mm. and there's already an objection. Please, I'd like to hear what the objection is to me stating the fact. 
fact that Pareto um, had pneumonia as a small child. I object because he he was no longer a small child when these crimes occurred. I did not say he was. I just said as a small child, I haven't even in again fact, as a small I mean, child, fact, he wore an adorable sailor suit. <laughs> he really did actually. He did. Okay, I would like to note that he did wear an adorable sailor suit as a small child. So therefore, um, obviously these fashion crimes are something that happened after his childhood. I don't know if the prosecution has any um, evidence to, to reveal as to what exactly happened that led to these fashion crimes, but I would well, just like to say defense. I would, I would like, I would like you to defend these fashion crimes because this is a very. Serious I will say charge. we've got multiple crimes with Fredo, so it's not just fashion crimes. I'm just trying to state some facts, but clearly okay. the prosecution doesn't even want. He clearly doesn't like facts, is what I'm trying to get at. Because I was just saying one fact and automatically an objection. No clue where that came from. <laughs> Relevance. <laughs> Relevance is one thing. I'll allow it. Thank you. I'll allow it. Thank you. Uh, so what I was going to say is that Fredo having pneumonia in the 20s, by the way, when I don't even know how the guy survived or where the young child survived in the 20s with pneumonia. Um, they put a cup on his chest with, uh, <laughs> some smoke or something. I it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I don't think, at first I was like, I know that he survives because we saw him in the first documentary, but how did he survive this? Yeah, but you know that somebody's like doing that on TikTok as like a COVID cure or something oh, now. God, oh, no. Yeah. Please. Oh, let's not talk about that. That just makes me depressed. Even more depressed in this case. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. so there are some long-term effects from having pneumonia as a small child. Some of those are long-term breathing issues, not just asthma, but also just lung issues in general, which means he clearly was never getting enough oxygen to his brain. Do you oh. know the things that can cause, that can happen when you don't have enough oxygen to your brain? You cannot think clearly. You can get uh, disillusioned very quickly. You can think that you should be running a family empire and you definitely should not because you cannot think straight because you do not have enough oxygen to your brain so mm, some of that criminal negligence for instance could be due to the fact that he was not having enough oxygen to his brain he clearly did not intend to have his nephew killed he loves his nephew we've seen him help raise his nephew for a very short period of time while michael allowed it we've seen the close relationship he had to his nephew he never would have intentionally had his nephew injured so he was not thinking clearly because he did not have enough oxygen to his head um i will say the fashion crimes while they are a plenty with fredo we also have him wearing a fun fedora in cuba and he did have that little sailor outfit when he was little so it was not all the time that he had some fashion crimes there were specific times in life and guys haven't we all had a time where we look back on our history and say oh god why was i wearing that and i think that's what fredo would have done if he had the opportunity of course he was murdered before then um but there were also times when he didn't look you know he didn't look too crazy he looked perfectly acceptable sometimes he was just wearing a suit so fashion crimes mm. i feel like if we're gonna say fredo is a fashion crime uh that he, he would have to have been a fashion crime the whole time and that is just simply not the case so those are uh yeah him having childhood pneumonia is lack of oxygen to his brain, which clearly uh, had some long-term effects on his decision-making process. 
I would hope to uh, to hear uh, as to why suddenly there was fashion crime after fashion crime later in his life. Oh, are you I, saying this is also due to the the lack of oxygen to his? Oh, brain? I think as he got older, it probably got worse. I mean, you know, like you know, parts parts of your brain might start dying after not having received oxygen for years. Are you saying Maybe that, there that is because a fashion of the, portion of your brain? The fashion lobe? The fashion lobe. How did I not think about the fashion lobe? Of course, the all-important fashion lobe probably did not receive as much oxygen because the oxygen is just needed to other parts of his being. And yeah, just fashion lobe mm. just dying off as he got older. Um, your honor, your honor, uh, please. Uh, yes. Now, I'm just a simple lawyer. I don't know a lot about medical texts. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me if his brain had atrophied in such a way in the fashion lobe, then mm-hmm. that doesn't square with the fact that the defense said, well, all of his outfits weren't so terrible. So how? why is it that, that sometimes his outfits are criminal and sometimes mm-hmm. they are not if this is due to a problem with the fashion lobe of the brain that we all understand is a is a real and actual medical thing. Oh yeah, I I, I would think... like to before you reply, sure. I would like to add that I have looked into the autopsy, uh, the autopsy notes, and unfortunately, due to the shot to the head, we cannot ascertain as to whether or not medically there was any uh, atrophy to the fashion lobe. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I think you know to your point, Your Honor, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. his thank you, his uh, fashion just seemed to be getting worse. And I think that Mm -hmm. was due to his affliction. So it wasn't that he had it all the time. And maybe if he did live to an older age, we would have really seen some terrible things happening with his fashion as more of his brain atrophied. But yes, Mm. so it wasn't complete. It wasn't like, you know, he was a toddler and then all of a sudden his brain atrophied. It was over time. The lack of oxygen just kept slipping out of his fashion lobe, which is like really a sad state of affairs if you think about it. Like who, who would even wish that upon their worst enemy to have their fashion lobe atrophy? That sounds horrific. I mean, well, some of my worst enemies, I might, I might wish that upon them. I got to be honest. Just, mm-hmm. mm. um, if I got to wish something upon them, bad, bad atrophied fashion lobe. Okay. I would like to, to say that there will be no threats nope. made in this nope. court today. Nope. And uh, I am naming th- nobody. threats to I fashion am, lobes. I'm naming okay. nobody. Okay. <laughs> Not a name has left you're, my, you're my mouth. You're already on thin ice. Because I, 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 I can clearly smell mint chocolate around your person, and I am worried that this uh, this threat to uh, my honourable judge self came well, from, from you. Well, I, so. I will say that my Let's favourite ice cream is mint chocolate chip, and so I just had some before entering the court oh. today. I had a you know big what? scoop. You're back in my good books, because that is the best ice cream. It's really a delight, to be honest. It really is. Um, it really is a delight. There's one that, like, you can get the mint chocolate ice cream, and it's dipped in chocolate like a little cone. Oh my god, so good. Gosh. Okay. Yeah, I want some of that. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sidebar, uh, sidebar. That's a, a hunger-based sidebar. Side sidebar. Let's all go for ice cream after. Yeah, this, absolutely. Um, yeah. Let's jump to Roth. Roth not wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give it to to you on this. This is some old man gross shit. Because I will say, and uh, maybe I should put Brad on trial for this. Brad showed me a picture <laughs> of someone from his next door app. <laughs> that was an old dude with no fucking shirt on. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. Very upsetting. I do not understand why that's a, a thing. And Roth <laughs> clearly is playing into that. And I say no to that. I feel like I am an advocate for making laws against that. So yeah. I'm so, mm-hmm. I, I, so I'm actually putting it uh, before the court. Um, you know, we'll start a petition. We'll get some laws in place. This cannot stand. Not just to get. I mean, I know that we have Roth on trial. But this this is bigger than Roth. This yeah. is absolutely bigger this than is Roth. not. Yeah, I mean, I I will go ahead and concede to Roth not wearing a shirt is wrong, but I will add that this is bigger than Roth. I don't. I'm not sure this yeah. even well, needs to be part of the court I, case. It's some, so well, sometimes ugh. you know sometimes you bring a charge, um, not necessarily to to get justice, but to do a social good. Absolutely, yes, to, to highlight social to issues. In law. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, I will just say. That I'm glad you said this defense and prosecution because even before I'd heard any defense, I'd already decided that he was guilty. So there we go. I mean, he literally. Like a good judge should. He literally like a did good not judge wear a shirt, should. So that's. Yeah, exactly. It cannot be tolerated. And, it is a social issue. And I. I Put yeah, on a shirt, people. Well, and the thing is, like, I could have said if I wanted, I could have said, well, he was like. I believe he was he in Cuba at the time when this happened. I can't remember where he was at, mm-hmm. but you know he he lives in Miami. He was in Cuba part of the time, so I I could explain the heat. But he was in an a air conditioned area, <laughs> so like I can't yeah. even explain it away with it. These are just gross dudes who want to wear no shirt, and I do mm-hmm. not understand it. I it's wrong, and uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, and that we can come together as a collective and advocate to um, make t- turn this into a law. No, you can't be gross. Absolutely. With no you I, cannot do I it. Have, I have that power. I have the power <sighs> over all Absolutely. Lands. Thank you. Uh, and I'm decreeing it so everyone put on a goddamn shirt. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think, you know, as we do more court cases, if this comes up again, I, ho- I hope we remember this moment, this day in court that we Absolutely. all had yeah. shared. Um, yeah. And, and remind ourselves, like, as we go through cases and be like, oh, this is against the law according to our yep. court. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, now, onto Michael. Sorry, I had to get that one out of the way because, uh, clearly. Absolutely. Um, it's th- th- probably the worst crime. It's really, it's really terrible. Okay, Michael, toxic mask Masculinity. Guys, we are in the 50s and he's a fucking mafia leader. What do you expect him to do? This is not, this is part of his role. He can't not be toxic. He's fucking killing people. He's got to take people down. Right. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if he wasn't toxic and then he tried to be a Don? Come on now. (laughs) He would get taken out immediately. (laughs) There's no way he could not be toxic. It was part of it. And his reaction to aborting the son, I think maybe if he's, if Kay, ever fucking said anything besides like I guess I'll just believe you. Kay is stupid as fuck. She needs to stop with herself and try she either needs to like get her shit together and just say okay I cannot believe you any you know I can't believe you (laughs) and I'm not marrying you after you've been away for a year but then like to never even admit that the son was aborted and just let him believe that she had miscarried until it came out in an argument that is wild to me and I do I cannot believe I can't believe he murdered her (laughs) no I am just I'm just a simple lawyer (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but (laughs) 
Um, it's my, what I believe I'm hearing, um, is that, uh, it's the woman's fault that no, the man is not. toxic? Is that what we are saying? It's Kay's fault that Michael, uh, is, uh, displaying traits, uh, of toxic masculinity? Oh, no, it was society's fault all in. It wasn't just Kay's fault. She, <laughs> she just happened to be there and didn't say a goddamn scene. It wasn't just her fault. All right. Mm. No. And also, I don't blame her for having an abortion. I would not have wanted to bring a son into this world either but the way that she handled it was like i will allow it prosecution yeah yeah she she totally i don't have a problem with her having an abortion and i don't think that that's that's what's not on that's not on trial today it's michael's reaction which clearly he thought that they were planning a family they had already had many children two two children at that point and Mm -hmm. as someone who had come from a big family i think the assumption and we don't see unfortunately for us we don't see their uh late night talks of what they wanted for their children but kate knew going into this family and i'm sure michael had told her that they have a lot this an italian catholic family in the 50s they planned on having a lot of kids so his reaction to her aborting their son and not just the because let's be clear it wasn't just the reaction to the abortion it was also the fact she was asking for a divorce it was also the fact saying i'm i'm up and leaving i'm taking the kids with me she told him that she was taking the kids with her so it wasn't just one reaction he was having at the moment it was all of the reaction to her upending his life at that exact moment so i don't think his reaction was just to her aborting their son and in watching it it wasn't because she literally shoved like five things at him at once that i don't she's so stupid like i don't understand why she even got married to him she really is not a well she's not this court agrees with that (laughs) she's not bright and her i'm sorry and i know i mentioned it when we were doing documentary but her hair is a nightmare the like that should have been on fucking trial her hair should have been on trial and her hairline what is happening ma'am get some bangs well i would i would like to think i've already discussed this with my colleagues in hairline court um i would like to point to the fact that we we said obviously tom was under a lot of stress and that's why his (laughs) hairline went crazy so i would like Um, to say that it's probably the same with Kay. Kay, Kay's hairline was like that before he left to sicily (laughs) but she'd already been dating him for a while so when they just had, saying when they had that dinner in the in the hotel room and and he left his hairline or her hairline was so it was back by her ears it was insanity i was not sure what was happening with her hair i was like why is it running away from her face she's she's not a bad looking person i don't know what's happening um but yeah no i've got a I've got a lot of issues with Kay, clearly that I wish would have brought up in court. The, the, the court supports that, <laughs> but uh, Kay is not on trial. No, no, no. No, but I, I, I still stick to the fact that he was not reacting just to the abortion of his um, son. And yeah, in the okay. 50s being a dude stuff, like, literally, he's not just a dude in the 50s, which is one thing, but he also is the Don, and there's no way that he could not be toxic. He's off murdering whole heads of families. Like, that's not on trial for some reason, but but him just being toxic about it is make it make well, sense. We can't, we, we can't put somebody on trial just because of their job. I mean, exactly. Uh, that, but him being toxic is part of his job. It is. It is actually part of his job. So he cannot. He cannot uh, I want be a kinder, not toxic. 
gentler mafia. I don't want these. Why can't we be respectful? Um, and Fredo would have been a kinder, gentler mafia. He would have been a dumbass. He would absolutely not have been kinder and gentler. <laughs> he wouldn't have known any better to but to be kinder and gentler. And that no, thing would have would have been out. <laughs> Fredo lashes out and gives people syphilis. Like, he, no, it would not be kinder and gentler. No. He's a lover, not a fighter. It would fighter. have been sporadic, sporadic and haphazard. <laughs> we can't have the mafia going around giving everyone syphilis. That is one way no. to take people That's out. That's what the royal family of Britain is for. True. That's true. And mm-hmm. from the royal family in Britain, I mean, you know, I sometimes, like, sometimes you, sometimes you get a Charles. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> look at those hands. Uh. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, talk about a Fredo. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yikes. <laughs> I like how much we're going to talk about some hairlines. We're going to talk about some hairlines. Hello, William. I feel yeah. like like William out of nowhere, all of a sudden, he walked out one day and it was like, what? What happened? Yeah. What happened? No, he did. <laughs> I was there. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you were there when it all tumbled out. <laughs> Yep. All right. Wow. Um, okay. So defense. Um, you've basically gone through. Are you, you oh, have I've gone, really. I've gone through everything. You have gone through mm-hmm. everything because there was um, a really, really the, only four charges because we are not counting Roth because that's it, it's yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, we've um, now you've now determined and it is now law. So absolutely. Uh, prosecution. Do you have anything to add, or would you like to go straight into closing statement? Uh, yeah, we can go into closing arguments. That's fine. Okay. With me. Cool. 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 Um, I like uh, this yes. is a very civil court. I like yeah. it. Uh, you know, again, there's a lot of charges that could have been brought. Uh, but you know, I just we want to deal with the most serious issues, and yep. of course, you know, Fredo's fashion sense is I we cannot excuse this with uh, lack of oxygen to the brain. No, I'm sorry. Like he's trusted to do all of these jobs. He's trusted to entertain. He's given a TV show. Like he like Fredo is a functioning adult living his life. He's just bad at things, including clothes. Like I we can't excuse this with with some uh, some medical condition absolutely not he's just bad at things and you can't you can't write somebody off and say oh it's not their fault they're just bad at things that's not how it works no i'm sorry like we cannot excuse that these fresh fashion crimes these are serious crimes that we usually do not delve into in this court because they are so serious but mm-hmm. uh, with this family with this situation fredo i'm sorry you're a criminal uh, okay as for Michael, I mean, like, come on. Like, no, I I feel like Vito was not nearly as toxic. Like, the great example of his father, a not a toxic person. Like, he's perfectly respectful to women. I not, not, uh, he doesn't have this weird uh, necessity that uh, we see flare up in Michael. Like, I think that's a little bit too much of Sonny's influence, maybe. I don't know what it comes from, but it's not okay and we can't excuse it. Oh, he's a... It's the mafia. They have to be toxic. Do they? Do they? Why can't we hope for a better world? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. 
Okay. Um, defense, do you have any final Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not looking for a softer side of the mafia. That's why they don't even really exist anymore. I think they're some, somewhere along the line, someone said, oh, let's play nice, and then they all just went to shit. I mean, look at even when Vito <laughs> tried to- blaming wokeness on the, on the end of the mafia. <laughs> Oh, wouldn't that be fun if that all of a sudden the mafia started to be involved in news media? Um, no, it's, I mean, look, when Vito did try and play nice with everyone, look what happened. His whole family definitely, like, tumbled to the ground. This was after Sonny's death. It's just that there is no playing nice with the mafia. And if you, you think that that's what was happening, Vito was super cunning about it. He, he was absolutely toxic he just didn't show it outwardly so what are we saying it's okay as long as you keep your toxicity inside but that's yes, okay to be yes. it's still okay to be toxic <laughs> he absolutely was toxic um <laughs> I, no, it, no it wasn't it, no it was he he was he was dangerous yes but i would not say it was a, it was not an issue of toxic masculinity i would say excuse <laughs> me that no one can be um a a, a, a toxic masculinity example when they have such a cute cat and have such a great relationship with their cute cat so mm. I would just like to point that out um, I would also like to point out that the prosecution hates that cat so let's let's keep things in perspective here oh, prosecution <laughs> so does the defense Israel. so does the defense I don't hate it I just can't be around it because I would not be able to breathe so <laughs> the judge would like to say that you are both wrong this cat this court is pro cats because cats are oh. awesome Brett, are we leaving quickly after this court case? Because um, in fact, if you look <laughs> under your benches, oh no, you oh. both have a cat that I've given to yeah. you. It's Congratulations! Uh, you get a cat, and you get a cat. Oh no! Mm. Yeah. Um. And, and yes, Wilfredo. I I definitely think his fashion lobe has been affected by his early onset pneumonia when he was a small child, and whatever weird voodoo trick they were trying to perform to cure him. <laughs> that, that also possibly could have affected him long term. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I may be leading you, but do you also think that it's possible that his um, fashion lobe could have been affected by repeated syphilis? Oh, God. you know, um, it could have. I didn't look into. Uh, I actually did, you know, did not look into the uh, level of syphilis. Though the prosecution, I know you've read the the book and and knew a lot more about. Uh, Ugh, his syphilis but that absolutely i mean syphilis affects your brain and how it functions as well um luckily he had a great doctor ugh, that's uh, very god. skilled uh, taking care of him oh, why his doctor oh god just couldn't say hey why don't you just stop fucking people <laughs> why don't you put a condom on why don't you do something because this is not working for you <laughs> prevention prevention guys <laughs> Instead of yep. like, oh, instead of his award-winning doctor. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is not giggle court. That, Excuse oh, me. That's so gross. Like, I just can't with this doctor. Uh, it's all Brad's fault. I blame the prosecution. Yeah, I blame I blame Brad as well. Um, gotta, br gotta bring all the facts to the court, guys. It's very yeah. important. Oh. I'm glad you brought all the facts, but some facts should not be brought. <laughs> you should just stay at home. 
Just saying. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna go to my chambers and eat my mint M&Ms and, uh, got a close eye on you two, and, um, I'll be back. Uh, but in the meanwhile, please feel free to talk amongst yourselves and to the court reporter. Hello! I'm the court reporter! <laughs> oh. Hi! I'm having a great you're, day. You're like, How are just you guys? popped up behind the bench. You kind of scared me. <laughs> just, I know. Yeah. I was sitting down there hiding. <laughs> I'm a little sneak. <laughs> Court reporter, were you the one that brought the cats in on behalf of the judge? What? How did the cats get I under was. my chair? I crawled under oh. your chairs while you were sitting in them. Oh. And I put oh. a little cat there. Hooray! <laughs> oh. Hey guys, how do you think you did? Give me the scoop. Give me the hot fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid. Oh, okay. How would, how will you be celebrating tonight if you've won this case? <sighs> I mean, some mint chocolate chip ice cream is sounding real good right now. Right? It did, yeah. Super I'm, I'm a fan of pistachio myself. It's fine. Because uh, <laughs> I'm a completely different person to the, the judge. Right, 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 clearly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and how do you think you did defense? I did good. I mean, you know, I don't think that we, we talk enough about some of these criminals and, uh, you know, the ones that are being put on trial, the folks being put on trial, and their medical history. I think it's really important to look at their medical history. How has that affected their long-term outcomes in life? So, yeah. Even if I can just bring to light things like, you know, what happens when you have pneumonia as a child and your family does voodoo on you. Mm. Those, are, those are important topics yeah. to bring up in court. Uh, and prosecution, do you have any worries about uh, the Corleone family coming after you after putting two of their own on trial? No, because, uh, you know, as uh, as I've learned from Tulsa King, uh, the Mafia is uh, largely just a lot of fucking uh, Baron Harkonnens, um, you know, just trying to breathe uh, with a scarf on. So I'm not very concerned. I think I could push over most of the Mafia that exists currently. Okay. Uh, I have nothing to say about that because I am definitely not a member of the Mafia. Okay, bye guys! Um, uh, Brad, Brad, like, just before the judge comes back in, do you think maybe the court reporter left the mint chocolate chips for the judge? Very likely. Because very likely. She, they are she was... Very weird. Yeah, because, like, they went under our chairs and left a cat. Like, this whole thing is... I, I think that might be... I think we're onto something. Yeah, if the court reporter, um, uh, like, uh, hands you the keys of your car, do not start no, that car. No, absolutely not. Mm. Mm-mm. Hello, all oh, right. hey. Okay. Hey. And now you can all sit down. All Thank right. you very much. How are you guys? Did you have a good recess? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. You didn't talk Wasn't to weird. anyone, did Wasn't you? Wasn't weird at all. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I, mine was definitely not weird at all. I definitely didn't have any visitors. I didn't have anyone talking to me about things. I ate my mint chocolate chip M&M's. They were delightful. And that's all I did. Okay. Uh-oh. Right, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Uh, right. Uh, now, I have I have thought thought long and hard about these charges. I I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think that these are some of the most serious charges we've come up against. Um, fashion crimes. Something that I take very seriously in this court. Um, I didn't think I'd see this day where I would have to bring it into law. Um, and make decisions about fashion crimes like today and also about men wearing shirts. But um, I will go through these one at a time. Uh, obviously, the first one against Roth, not wearing a shirt, obviously guilty as hell. I think we all agreed and we've now brought it into law that men should always wear shirts. 
Um, just clapping for bringing so it well into done. law. Well done. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, the charge of toxic masculinity against Michael Corleone and uh, the defence that everyone was toxic um, back then because they were men in the 50s and that's just the way it was. Um, as I, I, I thought long and hard about this, but I do not think that that Vito Corleone would have struck Carmella if the circumstances were the same. But I also think that Carmella knew exactly what she was getting into and that Kay is just an idiot and should have known more about what she was getting into. However, I, I didn't see Michael playing with a cat, so therefore that is already toxic behaviour. Um, you hear that Brad? You're toxic. <sighs> yeah, no. toxic. Um, it was a very cute cat. Um, I... Michael was just toxic. He he was he was cunning. Um, he was ruthless, but he was a bad guy. And I'm gonna say part of that was his toxic masculinity. So guilty. Well done, prosecution. Uh, Fredo, criminal negligence. I mean, I don't think Fredo knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, I think he was, I think Fredo was too dumb. He, he didn't know exactly what was going to happen with this. Um, Hence criminal negligence. It's de- I, I guess it is technically criminal negligence. The, you know, I mean, Brad just did look at me and, and, and wink and draw a finger across his, his throat. Oh so I'm going to say guilty. Okay. Mm. Um, uh, fashion Brad, crimes. Brad threatening the judge and not petting a cat. I feel like this is not <laughs> a safe had, court. I had an itch. My throat. I had an itch on my throat. Mm. That's, all, that's all it was. It's weird that you scratched your itch with just like your your index finger. I mean, that's kind of. I don't. Weird. I don't want. If it, if if it's contagious, I wouldn't want to spread it to other fingers. You know, then I'd have <sighs> all my fingers would be infected with the. Mm. the itch. I don't think the that's itch. how that works. That's yeah. true. Oh, well, again, I, again, I am just a simple lawyer. I am not a medical doctor. Mm, fair enough. Uh, okay, fashion crimes. Um, you know what? There was some terrible fashion crimes, but also he wore an adorable sailor outfit as a child. Um, there is no such thing as the fashion lobe. I made that up. I'm <gasps> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Tammy, but you fell for it. I am a medical doctor, um, and I completely made that up. Um, so you could not use that as part of your defence. However, even though there is not such a thing as a fashion lobe that might be affected by pneumonia. As you said, we've all made terrible fashion choices. Fashion crimes are the worst, but at least we know that Fredo did look very cute at one point in his life. So I'm going to say not guilty. Shocking. I'm shocked Mm -hmm. that you had time to go to medical school as well as law school. That's what I was doing on my recess. Okay, okay, I don't trust either of you to be medical doctors. Just, I mean, at least for saying he's not, but the fact that you think you can spread germs from one finger to another of your same hand is concerning. Yeah. And you could spread the condition known as the itch. Um, hmm, okay. So, yes, yeah, so guilty on three counts and not guilty on one. Well done to both of you. Good work. Awesome. Good work, fellas. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you guys uh, for coming down this road with me. Uh, again, my first time seeing this documentary. It was um, thrilling. It was thrilling. Uh, nice. So 
next time. All right, guys. Thank you again for this. Um, So next time on the podcast, we are going to be covering a crime which seems childish, but is really, really bad. It is, uh, you know, a crime that involves children, which that not the child being the criminal, but just involves children, which is very concerning. Mm hmm. And um, someone we all get behind that we all don't like, which is cops. So we are going to be uh, talking about the crimes of one John Kimball in the podcast versus Kindergarten Cop. Excited. Yeah. Now, more than ever, to be a teacher requires patience, kindness, and understanding. Fortunately, Astoria Elementary has just hired such an individual. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. No. He's an undercover detective. I assume you have some teaching experience. They wouldn't have sent me otherwise. Assigned to find a mother and son. Did Danny ever say what Crisp's wife looked like? Before a killer does. First, I would like to just get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) The male kindergarten teacher. That's unusual. He's been trained to shoot. What made you become a kindergarten teacher? He's been trained to fight. But there are some things... You mean you eat other people's lunches? Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. They're walking all over me. Listen, Kimball, you gotta handle this like any other police situation. You're going to be my deputy trainees. You're not gonna have your mommy's run behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. You're mine now. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Arnold Schwarzenegger. You hit the kid, I hit you. Wow. In an Ivan Reitman film. Are you married, Mr. Kimball? No, I'm not. He's not married, Mom! Welcome to Astoria, the single parent capital of America. You got a little mustache. Must be from the milk. (laughs) Kindergarten Cop. So, Brad, you want to tell us who's doing what next time? Indeed. So, next time, for Judge, me. Ooh, Judge Brad. Mm-hmm. Prosecution, Claire. Ooh, all right. Tammy, you <laughs> will be defending this cop. Ugh. How do I... Oh, you know what? I'm gonna just—I'm gonna watch the documentary, rewatch it because I have watched it before with a very open mind. And you know, sometimes this this job sucks. So we'll see what happens next time uh, with the the podcast versus uh, Kindergarten Cop. Okay, guys. Well, any last words or any last thoughts about um, The Godfather? Well, I I did find it weird that when I was uh, just shuffling in my chair, I found a great big wad of money under my chair. Uh, and there was a fish wrapped in it. Oh. So I don't know what that, that's all about. But if you guys have any ideas, please let me know. No, I just looked under my chair and mm-hmm. I did not find money. So I'm very disappointed. Oh. Maybe mm. the cat brought it in. Oh, very true. Oh. It's a very well-trained cat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, maybe. All right. Oh. Well, well, that was it. For, for, 
(laughs) That's it. Then we're out. Fuck off. Case closed. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via truetruecrime at reactionary-sass.com. Join our absolutely true true crime Facebook group and follow us at True True Crime on Twitter. Call the SAS line 321-710-4947 and maybe you can help solve a mystery. Our other podcast and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.